the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In, what the world is not listening to. Welcome to the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In. For the first time in 12 weeks, we are doing a legit recording. Technically, first time in yeah. five weeks since we've done a recording together, but that was a pre-tape, even though technically they're all pre-tapes. And... <laughs> uh, but that one was recorded this five is, days is, beforehand. Let's 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 just let's just let's just call it as it is. This is the first time we've used Discord in about twelve weeks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, let's that, just, that, that, let's that's just the best it. way to put it. Um, yeah. Or we could say the first time we've done it's been more than one of us at the same time online while not being in the same physical space. Yes. That's quite a mouthful. That is. Say that. Say that five times fast. And. Uh, you know. our, our, our third our third co-host Brandon he is not here today um <laughs> yep. uh, not, not, neither is Robert Welsh and I think we have two other members of, of, of the group as yeah. well yeah there are like two other guys who are like apparently they're they're still on the on all the I on our on the profile picture of the, of the show <laughs> we're, we're, even though we're, like, we're like the like, LWO except for in reverse, we're we're, we're, we're dropping. <laughs> we keep we're hemor we're hemorrhaging people instead of like you know, <laughs> it's it's kind of weird like how unprofessional some people are. I mean like they don't even like and no one even actually call you know gives uh, has the common courtesy to say I'm not coming on today. It's like uh, you know it's just assumed. To be fair, you not. you you and I have had a lot of things going on the past like three months. So you and you and I have been kind of the one setting course for. For for most of this, yeah, work, vacations, yeah, all that, all that shit. Yeah, a lot of a lot, a lot of weird shit that was going on. Ah, oh, man, it's been but, uh, what a hell of a twelve weeks it's been. It has oh. been. Uh, yeah. As you as you can see, since the last time you've uh, you've seen this room here behind me, I've pretty much kept it the same. Yeah, eh. I probably the same here. A little yeah. bit. I mean. Might be a few there might be a few details, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, like, yeah, probably me too, or like over here or something, you know. Something, somehow, my, my, you know, my Undertaker action figure set has gone, has been sabotaged while I was gone. Well, not exactly, you know, I mean, uh, well, I mean, I guess I, I self-sabotaged it unwillingly because I came back and, you know, a lot of those action figures were tumbled over. Apparently, you know, I have the... Survivor Series 96 figure with the bat wings hanging. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, that... Well, the fixture where it was uh, hanging did not hold up, so he toppled oh. down. It was like... And I th I'd like to imagine it was like an indie show where, like, you know, the rest of the figures, like, you know, clustered up in one place so he can drop on all of them and then yeah. take them off. <laughs> that happened with one of mine. Um, my Alexa Bliss Ultimate, uh, since it doesn't have, like a, like, a backer on the back of the card, it's, like, in the yeah. middle... I had to put my own little backer on it, which isn't really strong enough, so I had oh, to put a little bit of adhesive on it. Yeah, I, 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 I bet you always wanted off. to put your backer on Alexa Bliss. Like, I, I, I woke up, and Alexa Bliss was right there on... It sounds kind of funny, but she was right there on my pillow and everything. It's like, what the are fuck you sure you are not? You're, are you sure you're not still asleep? <laughs> <laughs> that's one child's play movie you'd be, you'd be happy to be a part of. I exactly, think. exactly. I was I was checking the box. I was making sure. I was like, "Oh no, hopefully I didn't crush it or something." Uh, 
Speaking of Child's Play, do you think maybe they, they would put out an elite Liv Morgan from her appearance on Chucky? That'd be pretty cool, actually. That would be cool. I mean, it, it would be a very deep cut. I mean, like, you'd have to have an actual Chucky with her there to, but, you know. Kind of. Maybe. I mean, they or did maybe, the Hollywood or maybe, or, Yeah, or like, maybe the Chucky series. I mean, I think they're with, uh, what's their name? The guys who do the high-quality horror action figure. Guys. NECA? NECA. NECA, yes. Could release yeah, only problem with that is since she was listed as Liv Morgan, that would come into rights with WWE and yeah, Mattel. Yeah, that would be a lot. Yeah. Well, maybe the, these guys would release one. These guys would release one. Also. Yeah. And then also a NECA, a NECA figure would not would fall out. It would be out of place with the rest of WWE figures. Screw up your whole display set. Well, like. Like the knot of figures and they live like there's a NECA version, and then there's the WWE Elite, Elite Mattel version. version. I have the WWE yeah. Elite Mattel version. Same do I. He's looking at me right now, like you know, holding his glasses. He's about to... so, so. So is mine. <laughs> we got the same thing. He's 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 right next to another uh, Hollywood actor. He's right next to the Miz. Oh, awesome! Mine is right next to Robert Downey Jr. doing the snap from uh, Endgame. Mine is also next to, funny enough, he. My, mine is right next to Doctor Strange, who raised his finger, acknowledging the tribal chief to let Robert Downey oh. Jr. know to snap his finger in Endgame. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, different parts of Endgames we have there together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's, right. that's, that's, yeah. That's I'm, pretty, cool. I'm pretty sure this is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is what everyone who's listening to the bot has been clamoring for. Our, our actual <laughs> talk. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, before we get into good stuff like uh, Backlash yeah, and Guardians there. of the Galaxy, let's uh, yes, sir. talk a little bit about the the deletion, the, the, what was it What's called? It called? The, the firm deletion? The firm deletion. The firm, the firm yeah. deletion. Well, I, I, I am pretty, I hope, I'm pretty affirmed that it should be, that the memory of that match should be deleted altogether. Okay, let's try to talk as little as possible about this because it's pissing me off as we go on. Yes, all, I'm just going to say, first off, go. I love the deletion stuff from Impact, and I like yeah, the one likewise. they did in WWE. Um, and I will, I will say this, the first one, I, I was not crazy about the very first deletion, which was, ironically enough, called the final deletion. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was not crazy about it, but I respected it. I was like, you know, they went out, they did something different. That's pretty good, but I was like all in uh, by the time the second one uh, came around, and then when they did the tag team apocalypto thing, that was yeah, I think which was that just was, insane. That was, peak, that was peak. That was peak deletion, I believe. Yes, I agree. <laughs> the yeah. Matt Hardy does great. I like Ethan Page, but like, su like supposedly he, him, and Matt Hardy have been in charge. They they've been booking their own storyline the past like two or three months, and poof. If that if that's if that's creative freedom that's just that's that, that's not good. This is the this is the problem with AEW. This is the too many cooks uh, thing. Not not the good too many cooks that yeah. we, you and I are crazy about online. This is the actual. This is the actual meaning of the of the. It's if you're leaving everyone to their own devices and no one is like you know regulating this shit, then you get whatever this is. Yes, and. and Funnily enough, it's the problem was not exactly that it was just the brainchild of Matt Hardy and Ethan Page who 
clearly have two different takes on cinematic matches. Yeah. And cinematic matches, I mean, let's just face it, they basically peaked with uh, the Funhouse and uh, the, yeah. the 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 uh, the, uh, the Boneyard Boneyard and Funhouse. That the that, that double that double punch. And yeah. The double punch basically put it out at the end, and I think by the time the Money in the Bank came around, you couldn't. I mean, like you couldn't top the craziness of the Money in the Bank after. Well, even the Money in the Bank this, one wasn't purely it was too cinematic. Much. It was cinematic adjacent, I would say. Yeah, yeah, and it was a little bit too much. Yeah, that's. I mean, which in a good way, it was. It was kind of like you know a, a grindhouse or a trauma thing, or yes, yes. But like, but this one, it was. I, I was. I, this. I, I was talking to Walter when this was airing, actually. So, and that just shows okay. like even worse. Like, um, uh, he was rambling on about Walter stuff, and I told him I was watching this, and it confused him because. He was like, "Why is AEW on right now? Is it is it one of their YouTube shows?" I was like, "It's like, well, that's a valid point." Uh, but no, it's 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 <laughs> Rampage. Oh, they moved Rampage to a certain time. No, I can see them doing well, they that. Moved, Another valid point. They but moved, they, they yeah, they move Rampage a lot uh, around a lot. It's they do yes. <laughs> but I, I I wanted to watch this match. I was gonna watch it yesterday because I originally thought it was on late Friday night, the its usual time slot. But I wasn't gonna be home. So I decided to watch it when it was on. And I was really hoping it was going to be the first match. Because a lot of times Rampage does that where they put the the main event, quote unquote, main event. Let's say the top match. The top I mean, match. I mean, the first. top match on the way. Because, because they they actually pronounced the last, they announced the last match as the main event. So they can't. Uh, so the, I was thinking the top match was going to be the opener. I was like, oh, yeah. Cool. But then again, but then again, it's, I think it's classic Rampage because I, I zipped through all of it. Until I went to the final deletion, this the classic thing is to have the first match already in the ring, like ready to go. That's true. That is that, that is true. Which which sucks That's... when uh, the guy in the first match is like for uh, a Brian a Brian Danielson, for example. Uh, uh, or even the Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's very odd. Even 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 though the uh, even though I've pretty much had it with the you know the self indulgent interest of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, it's still called Spade to Spade. You don't. You don't. I mean, you don't just put them out there like some jobbers. Right. Exactly. Um. And when the match was starting, it was like 13 minutes left in the show, and I was like, "All right, this is kind of a rush job." Um. You think? The firm gets there, and Ethan Page starts smashing mailboxes, which, like. Ethan Page is not a very good heel, I'll just say. He is not a convincing villain. Uh, and he's not a good actor. And uh, I'll say this. I know you like the guy. He's not a good actor either. No, he's not. No, no. Uh, he's... I mean, I liked I liked him as a heel a little bit in some of his Evolve stuff I saw. Him. I liked yeah, him. I liked he, it. Like, he some of the stuff with like, Evolve and like, I watched like his Gargano feud. Um, and he was yeah. good in he Impact. Cuts, he, he, cuts, he cuts good promos in the ring. Yes. I think when he's like, you know, the pressure is falling. But the whole like pre tape promos, like you know, the kind of stuff that does backstage, he's not. He doesn't. He something just does not click with him. Yes, and Stokely, Stokely to his credit was trying to run with it. It just wasn't working. Um, he, was, he was trying too much to run with it. Matt Hardy just felt off. Like it didn't. 
Like that's the problem with Broken Matt having, or let's just say Matt Hardy having multiple personalities is that's not originally how Broken Matt came about. Like it's not the same. Broken, like, Matt, was, Broken yeah. Matt was just the one. And like Jeff was just kind of there. Hook was barely existent. Um, Oh my goodness! Hook was the only guy who came out of this looking worse than ever than he already yes. than he was than he went to, except for maybe Isaiah and his orgasm. Well, I mean, I guess Isaiah stayed the same, but Hook kind of like was established as the fourth guy on that. Team. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which, by the way, why if you have like a hot prospect like Hook, why is he anywhere near this stuff? Yeah, exactly. It really didn't fit. Like, I mean, this match didn't need to happen anyhow. Like, you could have just had Matt and Ethan in this match, having it be like an eight. It would have been way better. Yeah, this would have. Matt and Ethan would have been way better, but they all the the soldier, and then this bad comedy of like literally it is night right now, which I kind of chuckled, but it was like, oh god, this is bad. This is, I, ch- this I is chuckled the at that this is, because of the this line is the winning, where, uh, like he says, like I, I think the Stokely said something about how. It's night now, it's and Ethan was like, well, it's definitely not day or something. But yeah. they, they time-traveled. And here's the thing. Impact in the late 10s was basically not on the national level, and it was basically, let's face it, Impact was basically competing with Lucha Underground. It was an alternative yep. promotion. AEW is trying to complete compete with WWE and their fans think everything is sports centric. Nothing about this is sports centric. This was nothing about AEW. Nothing about AEW is sports centric. Well, no, either, well, they think honest. it is. Yeah, I think I sent you that video. Also, funny enough, from Ethan Page's thing of that fan going off about how great AEW was and how it saved professional wrestling because it treats wrestling like a sport. It's just like, yeah. no, it doesn't and this here is a prime example and he's saying and he's saying it next to one of the guys who is actually primarily known for not treating wrestling as a sports yeah 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 i mean i mean you're saying this next to freaking next to freaking karate man yes which is also funny that impact the creator of this type of match is home to ethan's former partner who is one of the best wrestlers in the ring right now in Josh Alexander and it just shows how different how times have changed and now the promotion everyone's like oh we need like an impact or a ring of honor on a national level with I mean I I still wouldn't say like impact is in the sports centric type of thing because impact is pretty much a chameleon it is whatever it needs to be it is yes oh yeah completely completely (laughs) yes but it's still it's still at least Impact does not insult your intelligence. No, no. It knows what it is. This is what we are. Yeah, this is what we are. Deal with it. Impact has always been the goofy show. Uh, Mm -hmm. But AEW presents itself differently. And it's a very disturbing scene. Stokely Hathaway goes to Matt Hardy's strip club, and there's little kids running around. Yeah, I was like, "What is going on?" And what was it? What was it like? And that line of like, "Oh, gothic kid, I'm gothic man." What the? F- yeah, yeah. 
And then Stokely Hathaway talks about how he's going to sue Tony Khan or something. Yeah, I hope, like, I hope, yeah, he's going to sue Tony Khan for this. And it was just that Stokely Hathaway was like, he basically gave it away when he said, I hope they have coming to America. He was trying to be an Eddie Murphy Uh type of character, like a 90s Eddie Murphy type of character in this in this thing and it it just and the the I don't know this was this was all rushed it's like basically when they did not invest in putting a soundtrack to it and instead they said you know what uh, what would make this better have excalibur, excalibur. lay some uh, have excalibur and tony shivani lay sporadic commentary all over this place which terrible. makes no sense if these guys time traveled if these guys time traveled are were excalibur and tony Shivani the daytime travel whoa did this did this like what the f- like yeah how, how does anyone like how can you not see the forest from the trees when you're doing this stuff and it's when, when they had those random shots of like the baby faces running like they were the others and stuff it's just like it didn't really work and the scenes chopped around no. like they went from inside like the uh, Matt Hardy's ring, yeah, outside. like 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 Isaiah was jumping on the guys, and all of a sudden, uh, like Ethan Page and Matt Hardy are back in the ring. What the? Yeah. And like, then then all of a sudden, like they're trying to set notice how J notice how Jr. would not get any, get any of this on him. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> it was, and then like the ending just was. So first, the the actual ending no. came out of nowhere. And then the, I mean, and then two referees, no two referees who, through your editing, looked like they were basically in cahoots with the Hardys. It did, yes, it did. Like, uh, um, Michael, uh, what's his name? The Ring of Honor guy. Um, 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 uh, Todd Sinclair. No, the Ring of Honor guy who was the ref. The Ring of Honor commentator who was the ref. What's his name? Oh, um, I, I didn't Karate, notice that. Uh, I, I didn't notice uh, he was the ref on that. Yeah, he was the guy, right? Wasn't he? I didn't notice. I what's his name? What's his name? Um, uh, um, not um. Caprice Coleman. Caprice Coleman. That's oh, that's what I'm thinking. Caprice Coleman. No, I don't think Caprice Coleman was was a ref. Wasn't it? I don't think so. I'm not. I thought you meant the 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 ring announcer uh, from Ring of Honor. There were two refs. If Caprice Coleman no, was pretty, a referee, I'm, oh my I'm god! I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm pretty sure. Wasn't was it okay? Caprice Coleman. Let's see, because I saw this guy and I thought it was Caprice Coleman. Now that I'm looking at a picture of Caprice Coleman, I can see differences between them. Nope, nope. Referee Caprice Coleman counted the pinfall. Yeah, really? It's him. It is Caprice. Yep. Wow. You get it. You were so out of it. <laughs> well, I I didn't expect Caprice. Why the fuck was Caprice Coleman a referee? I have no idea. Like, and uh, I, you know, I, this is basically the, the time when the uh, like these guys were in there, and he's saying, "Matt, get up, Matt. Why are you cheering the? Aren't you a referee? Why are you cheering the uh, one guy to get up?" I mean, I, I usually maybe just they were read. Trying, it sounded like, oh my god, yeah. I, I usually just read like results of of AEW shows, so I'm not sure if maybe Caprice Coleman was had like some sort of interaction with. The firm. I don't something? think so. I think I think you. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't watch Rampage, and I zip through a lot of like you know thing. And I don't watch the Ring of Honor show, so no. God knows what. So. Like, this is this is this was the first AEW show I had watched 
since like the final thirty minutes, like two or three weeks ago, when uh, Sammy Guevara won his match against Jungle Boy. Like that, that's uh, oh my god, wow! This is this is just even worse now. I didn't I didn't even know that was Caprice. Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not a big thing. He was just a ref. I mean, like they never actually acknowledge that this is referee Caprice Coleman, unless maybe Excalibur said it, but. Yeah. Oh my god. But there were wow. two refs. There was the ref that was outside and then Caprice Coleman was in the ring. Eh. And also, wait a second. It's if it's what what if pinfalls took place at the exact same time? Yeah, that's why there's like, two refs. Like is the camera crew like the like the new referee has to determine like which one is like the actual winner or I have no idea. It's... This makes no sense. It, it, it the match makes no sense. The editing, the editing was. This is by far the worst deletion match. Oh, easily. The other ones were. It, the other ones were so bad they were good. It's basically um, yeah, yeah. This one is just bad. This is the Winnie the Pooh blood and honey of the deletion yes. matches. And you know when WWE did it, like they they did it with like respect of the impact. The ones. actual material. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they 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 just gave it a budget. Yes. Then not much more of a budget than the deletion matches already had, no. but it it looked more high def, I guess. That's did, uh, yes. what the yeah. the ultimate deletion did. And also, and... at least with the W, so in Impact, it made sense all of their deletion matches because it was all either people it was either Hardy versus Hardys or tag teams stuff like that. WWE it made sense because it was two genre characters going at it. And Bray Wyatt and Woken Matt. Why, like, exactly. why this needed it made no sense. And they just wanted. To, I mean, I mean, they just want. There are a lot of ways you could have celebrated Jeff Hardy coming back into wrestling in this, because this basically what this is basically what it was. That's basically what the last shot was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, if they would have done like. And I don't want to say I was gonna say like someone like 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 a, like a feud was like the Hardys versus like House of Black or something uh, or like Lutz Brothers any anyone who could do like I would love cool have, I would love for any company to host those matches except for AEW at this point yeah they have not produced a single good cinematic match maybe the first Stadium Stampede maybe the first Stadium Stampede yes and. Kind of segueing here with a little closing comment on it. So, you know, AEW, their fans are thinking they're they're the the biggest thing in wrestling, and they act like it needs to strictly be just them. Like they're, they're the AEW fans are kind of gatekeepers. They're like, even though a lot of them are newer fans or old fans who haven't watched the past ten years, they still think they know everything. And they think that AEW is the spectacle of wrestling. They are not like to to, to kind of segue into this. You look at AEW, then you look at WWE last night, and you look at how a how hot that crowd was last night. You don't get that hot oh crowd God. in AEW ever. Granted, WWE has been in some shitty cities the past month, but. But no one. But uh, then again, I mean, to be fair, we haven't seen AEW in Puerto Rico, for example, or no. But even even in like you know, 
like the, the you know, like when they go to Chicago once a month, like um, the Chicago crowd doesn't even they're not they're not like a hot crowd for everything. Um, they're not no. And you know, like when when no. WWE was in um, um, Chicago, Chicago yeah. that was a hot crowd. Uh, that was a pretty hot. But like AEW, you don't get that hotness and it's because and and then you cannot blame it on the crowds though it's no no the no the show is terrible the show is terrible the show is it not is. i but, cannot imagine being a part of the crowd and i'm gonna be i'm gonna cheer freaking cutie marshall getting beat up but, but the I people mean, who watch it on tv act people. like it's the like it's the end all be all yeah and i think that's just strictly to try to act like wwe is Crap, it's again though... it's 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 kind of the weird it's kind of one of the weirdest things because you're hate watching WWE through just watching AEW. It's like and this goes back to the whole thing of like everyone wants to be a rebel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Never everyone everyone thinks that they're supporting the rebel company, the up and coming like just it's never gonna happen. But if AEW ever outgrows the WWE, tide is gonna shift. Everyone's gonna be like, you know what? Screw AEW. Yes, they're the evil empire. It's and so and so and so and so. I and the, the, the amount of storylines that if WWE if WWE did what AEW did, they would be bashed. Uh, we've said that mm-hmm. time and time again. And you know, um, for for like our our couple listeners, you guys probably already know this, but. And it's Monday and Tuesday and Friday. Mohammed and I are watching these shows together. Um, like yeah, pretty we, much. We 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 watch WWE. whenever I'm when, whenever whenever I, whenever I can you know hold a, be awake long enough for that. And the, 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 yeah. he, he and I we know how to we, we this this thing coming like I hate when people think there's a tribalism with w, if you support WWE. He and I we we will totally trash a WWE product. And we will definitely praise AEW when needs to be. Um, so this this ain't like a we hate AEW, we love WWE thing. We love professional wrestling. It's just one is professional wrestling that we have grown up with. One is professional wrestling that people think is bigger and better than WWE just because it's something different. And they're putting on a crappy product. Um, Agreed. If AEW was putting on great stuff every week, I would love it. Like like end of twenty twenty one when they were doing really great. Um but it's night and day um with these two promotions, honestly. Um and WWE honestly has been putting on better and, shows. Yeah, and anyone who follows us knows we I mean like when AEW does something good, which has not happened in a while, honestly, Mm-mm. we will say AEW has knocked this out of the park. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the last and thing in AEW I really praised. Let's be very well. Like we like, we usually like their pay per view shows as standalone shows. If you don't, if you ignore the muck going into it, they come off as pretty entertaining. I haven't really enjoyed the last couple though. I can't remember the last couple, honestly, to be honest with you. There was one in February, right? This is the one where MJF beat Danielson. Yes, that okay. I that, that was that was. Uh, that was a good match. That's the only match I actually saw on that show. I, I, I yeah. full discretion. Um, I can't remember any other matches. 
But like, I think Ricky Starks beat, uh, beat Chris Jericho. There were two abysmal women's ma- abysmal uh, women's matches. So poor Ricky Starks. Yeah. That fucking guy went. Poor, from... poor, poor everyone included in that uh, in that in that feud, including Juice Robinson and uh, poor Juice Robinson, poor Chairman, poor Switch. Poor basically anyone in AEW, with the exception of the Elite and John Moxley and. MGF, basically. <laughs> and Chris Jericho. Uh, he's, he's nobody. Yes, there. yes. I mean, he's he's happy where he is. Yes. Um, but, like, you know, Mohammed and I, we will, we, we, we can think something is, we, we can change our opinion on something. Like, let's face it, like, NXT has put on an amazing lifetime movie the past <laughs> the past couple of months. It's been it's been yeah. terrible, but it's been it's been terrible. Awesome. Okay. It's been terrible, and we cringed at it, and then we changed, and then we just you know accepted it. I guess. Which speaking and of as, which, as terrible as terrible as these, you know, if anyone knows what we're talking about, we're talking about like you know Kiana James, uh, uh yeah. Uh, Josh Briggs and, uh, and Brooks Josh Jensen. Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Yep. The Hillbillies. We're and talking you know about what? their whole like... I feel bad for the longest time always calling their tag team Brooks and Jensen. Oh my god. You know what? You said that to me a couple of times and I never corrected you. I was like, yeah, they're Brooks. Because I, I, I was... the whole BR thing does like uh, uh, I was like Brooks and Jensen. It's like Briggs and Jensen. Yeah, we were doing this. I never I never actually, you know, uh put it together until I had to name the one guy and I was like Brooks Jensen, wait a minute. Yeah. What's the name of the other guy? <laughs> it, it was it was like it was like right after um Mania, I typed in Brooks and Jensen, and it came with Brooks Jensen. I was like, wait. <laughs> um That's the same thing. No, I actually saw Brooks Jensen walking around at the superstore before Mania this year. And I was like, uh, me and Shane, you met Shane, the also the Aussie oh yeah guy. yeah yeah. And I was like thinking, and I was, and I'm like, that's the guy from the and weird enough, Joe. I knew what his name. I said that's Brooks Jensen, and then uh, and as I was saying it, I was like, wait a minute, both of them are there, are his name? <laughs> oh, hold on a second. But but moving on, that thing was terrible, and we and we and we rolled our eyes a lot at it. Yeah. Until we actually found out that, you know what, maybe it's... I still don't think they did it on purpose, but it is a Lifetime movie title. It is. Um, and speaking of which, if you haven't watched the trailer for Beautiful Disaster, watch that. It's It, it played through Fathom Events about a month ago. I wanted to see it, but I didn't want to spend 13 bucks to watch it. Uh, but it looks amazingly terrible. Will do. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of non-terrible, last night, what a show. Yeah, well, well uh, yeah. yeah, what a show. Before we go into that, let's just say, we'll, uh, we're not going to say that AEW does not have a fan base. It's uh, Their all-in event is probably going to be hot as hell because apparently they sold 60,000 tickets already. Yes. So, good on them. And and then, But then again, AEW fans have to ruin it and say, huh, how, many, so, how, many, how many tickets did uh, Clash at the Castle sell? Yeah. And supposedly All In isn't airing on pay-per-view. Apparently, because uh, I, I didn't know this. I, I thought All In was going to sub for All Out this year, but apparently All Out is the week after. Yeah. Or the week before, something like that. Yeah. And that's going to air on pay-per-view. So it's, it's very odd. 
So that here's the thing. If you if the CM Punk FTR versus Elite match is on the table, which show do you put it on? Now that's a big if. Grant. It's it's a big if. Do you want the hotter crowd over at all in? Because let's face it, it'll be a hotter crowd. Yeah. Or of course all out is uh, probably in or Chicago. Or they or they win the Chicago crowd. Yeah, that would actually kind of make sense. I would probably say all out. I would say so, but then you're gonna have all in with a stadium without a, like a big ass main event because let's be honest. If you put the two rosters against each other and you run the, through them, there isn't a match that's going to be bigger than this. No. Unless, whoa, 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 we can do this. We can have two matches on the one show, tag team and the singles, and then the six man on the other. Yeah, yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. That, that could work. Yeah. There you go. You're welcome, TK. Yeah. You know, you know what? I think TK would really like your T-shirt because it's very white. He might uh, try to snort that up real quick, just so you know. <laughs> oh, he better not uh, come near this T-shirt. This <laughs> this is one of my favorite T-shirts. Now it's 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 an I was there shirt, by the way. Did you know? Did you know that? I see that. Yeah, it's an uh, it's, uh, for those listening. Because of course, because this is an audio, this is an audio medium. I'm wearing the Undertaker One Dead Man Show I Was There shirt from. Is this the Charlotte one, or is this is this the Vegas one, or the LA one? I think it's the Vegas one, but it's written on the back. Anyway. He was there three awesome. times. Yeah, two, two, but anyways. Okay, I, 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 I said I thought you said the Charlotte one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I said Charlotte. Okay, okay. I've never been to Charlotte. I mean, I've been, I've connected through Charlotte one time, but that's... I, I was I, I didn't think you had. I was I was, I was like huh. I, I was like I never had a I show with Charlotte. There. Never. I'm like, yeah, this like I was at, and you know why why I said Charlotte? I'm I'm gonna tell you. Because he was at the Chelsea in Las Vegas. That's how I got it. So Chelsea, Charlotte, I think that's how I got. Yes. Yeah, I mean that just just like how Charlotte teams with Sonia Deville and how Chelsea Green is taking time off right now. It makes perfectly good sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See if you if you go into the mind's eye. Yes. It's basically the Tony Khan way of thinking. Which by the way, it is that tweet he did where he's where he was like, you know, giving himself the old uh, Barry Horowitz. Yes. Or like last night when I figured out the formula and booked uh Ray Phoenix versus Claudio in a double indemnity match or whatever the hell that was. Dude. And I hate to, you know, be the you know, be the bad guy, but why is this guy so strapped for approval? Oh huh. Oh yeah. He I've really never is. like can you can you imagine Triple H doing this? Yeah. It's it's very weird. Uh, anyways, let's go. Let's go to good. Uh, let's move on to good stuff. Backlash. What was last night? Before we go to back, before yeah, before we go into backlash, did you see SmackDown? I saw, I I saw the um, um, the the Judgment Day segments. The Judgment Day segments. I think those are enough. But here's the thing: everything on that show, from you know the vibe to the lighting to the actual commentary, felt like the Royal Rumble Raw from 1997. And you know, when I said this in chat, I knew you would understand that right away because no one else is wired that way the way we (laughs) and I are. 
but the whole like you know the unconventional entrance to the ring and the big crowd and I don't know presenting the show as a special show that uh, that thing yes. got me and that crowd made that smackdown like he, did you see when bad uh, when bad bunny came out at the end oh yeah oh yeah that was and and everyone talking and everyone speaking in spanish like i didn't understand the thing anyone was saying but i but i was happy for it it was like yeah exactly yeah yeah it was pretty awesome but i was just saying this was a perfect show like i'm not sure how many times they're gonna do it but the whole like smackdown before the show at the same venue uh, before the pay-per-view at the same venue is actually becoming a lot of fun it is i like it uh, yeah, I, I, and the fact, and, and when you put and, and, yeah, and when you put special matches that are like you know pay per view adjacent, not like Nakamura versus Cross, I guess. Yes, yes. This one, yeah, or Rey Mysterio in action because he was not at the pay per view, so he had and him and Dominic had the right. match in Puerto Rico, which was pretty cool. And then you and I both fessed up that you know now the LWO with the American flag with the American flag background <laughs> logo is actually. Now. It makes sense because you know it's Latin America, it's Hispanic Americans, I guess. Yes. It's more than what the hell is that? And you froze. Hello, am I back? Hello, let's see what happens. And he might be back. I am a blue dot right now. Comet is nowhere. Let's see. We are both blue dots. Letting Mohammed know what is happening. Going to restart. All right, I'm going to restart the computer and we shall edit this back together seamlessly. Through the power of editing, we did not even restart. So, hello, we are we back. We did not even restart. Yes, we are back. Now, what was the last thing you heard? The LWO shirts. LWO shirts is what we were talking about. Yeah, they were representing Hispanic Americans, I guess, more so. I think it's more fitting uh, than the Mexican flag at this point. It is, yes, yes. And because that really confused us and John at the Superstore that day. Yep. Yeah, we were like... Huh? <laughs> what the hell is the deal with this? Yeah, yeah it makes a, it made a lot of sense. Um, it made a lot of sense. The one thing I, I would have changed is what there was the LWO coming out. I mean, the Viva La Raza is cool, mm-hmm. but I wish they would have uh, went went into the you know the original LWO team, which I guess Chavo used the, the yeah the, the, yep, for a yeah while. he did. I the the Viva La Raza one it. It's 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 also kind of odd. The whole LWO thing is kind of odd because Rey Mysterio 
was actually the LWO slave back in the day because he kept refusing to join yeah, him. He was, like, he was forced to he join was, him. Yeah, he was he was he was bullied into it. Like he he got beat into a match. To, he got beat into the LWO, yeah. I guess. And he, they but made him wear an oversized when... T-shirt. Yeah, but then uh, then again, when the NWO dissolved the LWO, he refused to remove the color. So I guess he became the last LWO member. That's true. Yeah. Because that's basically what formed the filthy animals. Because Conan had his back with it. Yeah. Which is also yeah, funny because, because was, the LWO was, was originally supposed to be like a Conan him. thing originally, because he was the one who was like bullying Mysterio into joining the NWO, and yeah, it was a it's a big it's a big thing. But now the but yeah, now the LWO close. has a lot of members now. Now now there's like seven members of the LWO. Seven members, almost as much as the original LWO, wasn't the LWO, didn't the LWO get, like pick up every luchador and basically WCW yeah at the time basically every week they would make a big thing of like you know La Parca has joined and yeah Chavo Guerrero kept waiting for that shirt did Chavo ever get it no because Chavo was too busy with Pepe yeah but not uh, yeah but he would like he would get the cold shoulder every time like he'd be in there and then he said I don't need the LWO I got Pepe with me yeah he was like he wore he wore the shirt a couple of times but not as an official member. For 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 ever for for all the for all the listeners that 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 are big pep fans of Pepe and and WCW backstage segments from from 1999 <laughs> and 1998. Yeah, very niche audiences that we play to here. Um, so niche, it almost doesn't exist. <laughs> um, before talking about the main events, as we already talked about, or not the main event, the opening match, I should say, opening match and the main event, whatever. Um, talk about the L, the two LWO matches. Um, which are also two Judgment Day matches. Um, yeah, Zel- like Zelina Vega, They're, she got like, made. The best last two night. matches, the, like the best two matches on the card. Honestly, that's. I I think I I, I think I have uh, um the opener as the second best match, and I I think I think Damian and Bunny is probably the best. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I guess Hio and Bianca is pretty good. But I think as far as like you know something that to look forward to, I think I came away with more out of the Rhea Zelina match. I did too because it proved, like you were saying last night, it proved that Rhea is basically the total package. Like when she came out, I told you that she felt like a star, which she did. She felt like a star, and this is the first match since she turned heel where she was full on heel by the uh, to the crowd. Yes. Yeah. Which is which is important because every everywhere else she goes, people love her. Yes. This is the first place that everyone flat out hated her. Yes. And, she and it shows because it's like Zelina as a face, I was kind of odd, weary on at first, but like she's been a pretty damn good face the past month. Um, she has. And she, she's, she's always had it in her. Like, yes. uh, like I remember when she was in, uh, like, she was a part of the studio, I guess. The what now? Called Mexican American. Oh, the Latin American Exchange. And you're frozen again. So are you. When Madonna song here. And let me disconnect again and rejoin. Can you hear me? You only see what you want it to be. How can life be what you want it to be? Listen to this, Joe. You're frozen. In your Am I still frozen? 
get it frozen because you know you were frozen a few seconds ago. Yeah, no, you're not anymore. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, See, a, t- a typical layman's would have hit you with the "Let It Go" uh, song, but no, I go deeper. He he does. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, I the, go, uh, yeah. But yeah, it made Zelina because Zelina seemed uh, last night was the the most Zelina felt like a wrestler since NXT, and she didn't even really wrestle in NXT, but she did more wrestling moves in NXT. I mean, she hasn't. Yeah, I mean, like even when she was like in the tag team championship match at last year's WrestleMania, didn't she didn't feel like a wrestler? Like, I mean, she was a tag team champion. Oh my god, she was the what? oh my god, she's the first ever queen of the ring or the queen. Yeah, winner. forgot about that. Yeah. And none of that really a, felt like anything compared that, to this. Yeah, exactly. None of, none of that actually felt like it was warranted. Or I mean, it's not fair to say that she did not warrant it, but it's the whole thing that just, you know, came about. Presentation. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But this one, this made Zelina, this made, like, the way when she hit her with the, what did they call the slipper? The Chaka? Yes, yes. The way she threw it at her, the way, like, watch Rhea selling that throw. Uh-huh. Like, she was shocked, mortified. I'm like, oh, uh, and how dare you at the same time? And yeah, that's the perfect one. It's like, my goodness, this woman can do everything when it comes to do uh, when it comes to wrestling. And like, it told a story in a great way because, like, Rhea for a, for a very cold match, by the way. Let's be honest. Yeah, and like Rhea was basically what she is known as right now. She was the eradicator in this. And Zelina was the scrappy underdog, and mm-hmm. the and you know her getting that moment at the end with a standing ovation after a loss. Th- this is one of those situations, and it, it always goes back to what Steve Austin said. Steve Austin didn't want to win the ECW title because sometimes losing makes it more important. Because once if you win it later on, it feels bigger, and. And in in kind of a way, him not winning the ECW title made his WF title win even a little bit bigger. But because it was first world title, yeah. Yes. So, th- like th- this was this was like I I I hate when I see angry reactions on wrestling posts. People are angry reacting Zelina losing last night. It's like one you you can't take the belt off. Rhea yet she just won. I mean I hate it I I don't hate it as much because it means that people still get invested but it's usually it's usually people who are very as people who aren't who consider who are themselves smart yes it's like they 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 want something to be one way and nothing else and they think oh Zelina's buried now it's like I said it's okay for you to like you know be pissed off that someone that Selena didn't win it's totally different when you know what WWE fucked up, or you know, with not doing that. Yes, yeah. It's Z- Z- Zelina didn't need the win last night. Um, she looked strong. She definitely was not buried. Um, it was a it was a great match. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna hold off on the other LWO match till the end, just because. Let's, let's go with the yeah. Let's go with the full of the show. I think we should. Do Cody uh, Brock at the end because a lot of big controversy coming out of it. That's true. Um, with, like the other women's title match, I thought was great. I thought um, it's awesome. It's a great showcase of you. Yes, and I think this is the this is the. 
I mean, almost a year later, finally she's getting the main roster showcase she deserves. Yes. People forget, like, I think people forget because Bianca is more established on the main roster that Io is actually higher on the totem pole back in NXT. Oh, yeah. Oh, completely. Yes. Yeah. So. But. Io was, they, they, they did a great job of still planting the split with damage control. But EO, they did, it was a very well done, almost like RVD in the Alliance type thing where she still embraced the heelness. Like, I love when she stepped on Bianca. Yeah, she was a cock heel, but she wasn't like a cheating heel. Yeah, yes. Until the end. Until the the end. Yes. uh, Um, I thought, yet again, it's another match that told a story. Um, Bianca is great. Like, uh, I know people are having fatigue on her. I'm glad she has her, her thing. And let's face it. She's getting another title reign this week because her and Rhea are going to be swapping titles. So her title reign is finally coming Mm. to an end. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, they're going to count it as one title reign because she's the longest reigning champion of the uh, women's champion of the modern era whatever that what is the modern era by the way why do they not modern era is usually what they sit usually they get confused with like like decades and is it longer than what charlotte flair was or was it longer than reba sorry nikki bella i think longer than hers but it will it's still technically be a second right because uh, just like when New Day swapped it with Street Profits, they got new title rings. And when Becky and Charlotte did I, as like, well. I would rather they don't, yeah, like I would rather like, you know, they don't do a like a backstage segment. She just shows up with the SmackDown title and Rhea shows up with the title. Which Same, yeah. Separate ways. Title uh, swappings are awkward and hard to navigate. and could They really much. are. Um, I do think that... I, I, I originally was thinking that Dakota was going to be the face coming out of um, the damage control angle, but like... It might be Kai. It might be Yeah. Me. It seems like it'll probably be EO here. Um, I mean, if this shows in... And you yeah, are yeah. frozen right. again. You back? Uh, I'm back. You were, you were frozen for a moment. Okay. Are we back? Yes. Mm, if I could have you, did I ever tell you that this is my favorite Madonna song? You did not. Mm, yeah. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> Learn something new every day. We do. What's yours, by the way? Do you do you have a favorite Madonna song? Do you have? Not particularly. Um, I, I. It's like a it's like a version, isn't it? I I I did I did sing that at a at karaoke one time. Like a version? Uh huh. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Me, me, and my old roommate sung it at a karaoke once. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet that was shiny and new. Yes. <laughs> yep. It, it really was. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, you sky, but then. Uh, I can't like a little part of me, like a little Markish fire part of me, 
could not help but be sad that this could have been Asuka and uh, you instead of Bianca. Same. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. And it's gonna happen. I, I'm it will. Sure, I, I'm I'm sure they're on the same. Is damage control on SmackDown or on Raw? You know, damage controls on SmackDown. I think Oscar's on Raw. Yeah, so I guess it's not gonna happen in the foreseeable future unless someone wins a Royal Rumble or something. That was, or or, I, or they have a Royal Rumble showdown or something. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the tournament, by the way. But after we're done with this, so we can just you know. Which tournament? This uh, the tournament that's supposed to end at Night of Champions. Oh, okay. Let's, let's go to that afterwards. Um. Okay, so what was next? Um, next was Seth and Almost, which was fine. I like the high spot of the uh, almost his best match. Uh, yeah, that's basically the long and short of it, honestly. Yeah, honestly, like if you if you keep putting if teaming almost up with like you know good workers like Seth and so forth, yeah, you can get a lot of you can get a lot out of him. But he's got to win a couple of matches, honestly. It's it's kind of like he lost. Three big matches in a row. Uh, yeah. Strowman, yes. Strowman, Lesnar, Seth. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know, uh, uh, the giant has to be protected more. I can't believe I'm like you know, citing this old school verbiage thing, but it's it's it, it is true. It is. Um, uh, next up was the U.S. title match, which I I do think that maybe. I was telling you last night that maybe Lashley was supposed to have his match with Bray, and maybe this was originally supposed to be just Lashley and Theory one on one, but it, it didn't really feel like a big deal. Like both Theory and Lashley have kind of lost stock a little bit in the past five weeks. It's I'm not sure lost stock is yeah I guess Theory has lost stock because they did not capitalize on beating John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Lashley, victim of circumstance, I guess. Yeah. That Bray Wyatt match fell through and there was nothing to do with him. But silver lining, at least, it gave Bronson a feud because Bronson gets eliminated by Lashley. So in kayfabe, you know, Lashley or Bronson sets his sight on the guy that eliminated him from. But uh, yeah, but they're splitting. Hmm? But they're splitting, though. Yeah, but at least it gave, but it gave him a U.S. title match on pay per view and everything. Yeah, it gave him a U.S. title match on pay per view. Hopefully, I mean, big money is in Bronson versus uh, Gunther, but I don't know how they're gonna get to that now. Not right now. I yeah, could see can, Bronson uh, maybe going face down the line. I mean, he's a great face. Oh, he was uh, fantastic uh, in NXT as yeah. a face. Yeah, he's a great heel too. Like, don't yes. get me wrong, but he was a great face. I actually and... prefer him as a face. I loved his NXT run. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, like someone told the camera crew, like when he steps on the on, on, on the on the steel steps, you're supposed to shake like there's an earthquake going on. Yeah. No, no, it it, it makes no. It, it's when you're shooting and doing it, and there's nothing happening. It just makes him look silly. Sorry, but. <laughs> um, before getting to the main event and Bunny versus Priest. Talk about Bloodline versus Riddle, Owens, and Zayn first. Um, Solo was definitely the star of that match. Um, as was as it was engineered to be. Yeah. Yes. And I loved the, the knee-jerk reaction he had to 
to Jay. Um, it's like something on the back for us, even before that, when they were blind tagging each other, pissing each other off. Um, like Solo has been so well protected since coming into the company. It's, it's basically Solo came into the main roster and already felt in place with the main event guys. Again, yes. this is one of the ma- one of the best things the Bloodline has given us is that this is the most again the most seamless transition from NXT to main roster that probably ever happened. Yeah, and let's face it, like if you look at Solo Sokoa right now, you would imagine that he was in black and gold. Like he doesn't really have that. I, this, this is coming from two guys that have been 2.0 fans. Um, and I'm he, not just talking doesn't... about when, before 2.0 uh, joined the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> but, uh, um, the, <laughs> uh, well, that's another story for another day. Uh, oh, God. But, uh, you know, you, you, you and I, as, like, you, you, last Tuesday, you and I said this when we were talking to each other. We were like, you know what? We're always gonna love this this show, no matter what. And yeah, it's so, our show. And it's it's not it's the, the, what I'm about to say isn't a knock on the show or anything. But Solo Sokoa doesn't have, for lack of a better term, the 2.0 stigma on him. He he feels very black and gold. Like the way he's presented, like. You could have seen this incarnation of Solo Sokoa against, you know, Shaved Head Carrying Cross, against Adam Cole, against Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, he he feels very black and gold. He feels like he like he feels like a black and gold graduate. He doesn't feel like a. Let's. I mean, I think we can do another episode on Shawn Michaels booking uh, down the line. Oh, completely. Talk yes. About how yes. He, and talk about how he's new generation. Solo does not feel new generation. No, not yes. at all. That's the that's the best way to describe it. He he feels more more like a two like a 2014 type of guy. Yes, he does very much so. And you know there are guys from NXT who have succeeded better in the main roster, like you know Elias. Even though Elias has you know dropped, but he still did better than when he was down there. Um, Lacey Evans, uh, even though she has kind of dropped as well. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, but Lacey Evans was not particularly used on NXT. That's what I mean. It's like you know, there's people yeah. who but are she kind was, of plucked, yeah, but, but she they was more fitting for it. Like, roster. yeah, some of like uh, there's other people like um, can you say Roman Reigns? But he's, yeah, he's completely. Yeah, player. completely. But and, and yeah. Seth Rollins. I mean, I mean, if it, if it counts, like yeah, and I mean, because the, then then you see people like Kevin Owens, where people are always like, oh. He was better used in NXT or Samoa Joe. He was better used in NXT, people like that. Uh, but Solo Sokoa, like, he wasn't bad in NXT, but he had he didn't really have any interesting angles. He wasn't in prominent in NXT. He was he was still like the next guy coming up in NXT. He, yes. he was never the guy the guy in NXT. He never he got plucked too early from NXT. Yes. He, he he had he had he had that feud that went on too long with Boa. Um and yeah yeah it went on way too long thought it would never end and that was yes. just their backstage fight yes <laughs> and you know n- n- now that backstage fight has been replaced with Dijak and Dragonov and 
I'm, I'm, let's just be honest. I'm far more invested into that feud. Um, but, um, you know, solo, when he debuted on the main roster, it was one of those things where it's like, is he needed? But now you look at him, you're like, oh my God, like they made, like he became like the, like the, they, he became like the star that they, they, they developed him perfectly. Like bloodline was his NXT. Like he got developed in the bloodline and he's been in the shadows and he does his character perfectly by basically just being there watching observing taking it all in um he's been protected in the ring he's had one loss and it was to cody and he got his heat back right away and everything afterwards yeah um he doesn't need to lose um and like people think people are like, oh, how, how, why did he beat Riddle twice? It's like, well, I mean, the the, 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 the buildup was for the, the stick man, and yeah. and he's the and he's the guy we're trying to make. Yeah, exactly. Plus, let's face that, it, uh, Riddle was coming out of the doghouse as well. Not that that's yeah. why he lost or anything, but you know, it's another. If you think about it, it's, it's here's the thing. And so, like, I hate that. And this is the thing. I don't like talk about wrestling like I'm an insider or like I'm involved in the business because I'm not. But it makes sense because a loss would have hurt Solo. A loss does not hurt Riddle. Yes, completely. I mean, I mean, a number of losses would hurt Riddle, like the accumulative, which he's close to, you know, accumulating right now. But that's mis- But if you're gonna put Riddle versus uh, Solo, this is the guy you're you're involving with the big story, like with the champion. Yes. Where he's going to be his right hand man, and uh, and I don't know, possibly you're going to have a solo versus Roman match down the line, or yeah, and let's or bloodline face it, versus bloodline. Uh, let's face it, people. I, I don't. I know people are still pissed that you know Roman beat Cody, whatever, blah blah blah. The bloodline is still the most captivating storyline in wrestling. Exactly, and it's the gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It's and to go back to the, our us- first topic, if you show, if you were to show somebody, if you were to show somebody, hey, I'm gonna show you this. Uh, especially, let's just even say a person who enjoys campy like horror movies and stuff. Be like, I'm gonna show you the buildup to the firm deletion, and see how you like this match. And then you show somebody. Let's just even say you show that same person, but you also show somebody who's like a, like a big art house film snob or whatever. Who you're like, just like a succession fan. Yes, and you're like, hey, oh, yeah. I'm going to show you this storyline involving Sami Zayn and the Honestly? Bloodline, and see how this evolves for you. Honestly, yeah. non wrestling fans or or lapsed wrestling fans, I show them two things. I show them Sami getting the shirt. Uh huh. And then the Usi promo, yeah. And they're and they're all in. Yeah, they want to know everything that happens between. Like you just show them those two, sh- those two, those two segments. And here's another and thing about Solo. So you know, I and I, I hate that people always think Roman's a part timer or whatever. It's just like, oh, it's, screw that. I, I hate that he, he's not doing part time stuff. It's not he's taking three months off at a time. And he hasn't been on TV and for see a month. Now there's a lot of scuttlebutt about MGF not wrestling enough. Like people don't get it. Yeah. Especially when it comes to a heel champions, the way they're presented, they're they're not doing Brock Lesnar schedules by any means. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand why 
fellow professional wrestlers would be like, you know, angst that Roman is not around, is not around all the time, or that an MJF would not uh, is not wrestling as much. I wouldn't agree with it, but I would get these people having that gripe. Yes. Why? Why do fans have that gripe? Exactly. It's it. It makes no sense. Like, what do you? You're watching a show about professional wrestling. Now, if you're in, a, if you're going to a live show and the guy's not there, that makes it another thing. But let's just let's talk about MGF for a second. He's on every show. He's not wrestling, yeah. but he's there. He never has, even before he was champion. And and his whole appeal is that you want to listen to him talk. You don't want to watch him wrestle. He wrestles pretty good. Yeah, he's better than most of people. But his whole thing, when I think about MJF, I, I, I'm like, yeah, I want to I want to see MJF cut a promo. I don't want to see MJF wrestle per se. I wouldn't Same. be opposed to MJF wrestling. Yes, he put. He's a good worker. Um, but yeah, I, his meat and potatoes is his voice. He, it's him talking. And that's the thing with Roman Reigns. The same thing. I don't really need to see Roman Reigns wrestle every time. And you remember I did. I, I will I say this the, as a side note on that. Roman Reigns, when he wrestles, though, feels like a big fight. Oh, my God. He's bigger than Brock Lesnar in this right now, which yes. is unbelievable. But that's the thing. It's Roman Reigns is Martin Sheen on the West Wing. Yes. The story, the story revolves around him. He does not have to be there all the time. Now, if I had been, a, had, had been watching The Sopranos from beginning to end, I would have made The Soprano comparison, but... I don't, I don't, I, I'm not, you know, familiar with how the show works. Besides, I understand Tony Soprano is pretty much in every episode, like all the time. So you can't. I believe so. Comparison. I've only seen the, the pilot of The Sopranos. What? You seen the pilot? I've seen the pilot of The Sopranos. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's uh, let's not let's not talk about your part-time job as an airplane as an uh, as an airline interviewer. <laughs> recruiter or whatever but um the whole thing if i know i know you're a big you know aaron sorkin fan so you probably mm -hmm. know about the west Wing. oh yeah oh yeah so yeah so the original thing like the original idea of the west wing was that martin sheen was not supposed to be in as many episodes as he was but he yeah. was so great that they had to have more of him which i agree with yeah oh yeah oh it's yeah still like like it's still one of the big injustices of our time that he hasn't won an Emmy for that role. And I, it's, a, it's a show I need to rewatch with more mature eyes because when it started, I was pretty young, but I still watched it every week because, like, um, it was on in the house. Yeah, yeah. And I was captivated by it back then when I was like like ten or something. Yeah, but there are full episodes where you don't see Martin Sheen at all, but he's still like you know they're talking about the president, what he's gonna do, whatever. It is. Yeah, and that's Roman Reigns. His presence looms yes over anything the bloodline does and that's yeah, that's like that was that was my point on it was he he himself his cloud is like as like it's like a sunny like it's like the sun coming through a cloud because now it shines on to the usos when the usos and solo show up they no longer feel like they are bit players they feel like they are the main guys at times yeah and it's on also on the flip side with that this was my point with solo is the rub has also gone off onto them like solo who doesn't cut promos like his just his mere appearance makes him feel like a big star like one his when you see him backstage taping himself up you know someone's gonna get fucked up 
dude, dude, let's uh, let's talk about like let's uh, go back a little bit. Survivor Series. Him just staring a hole through the other team in the cage. Yes. Just like wow, this guy has a presence. That you see, Roman just you know pat him on the shoulder, like you know you know what they've had enough solo. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> let's go. It's he, he completely understood. I don't know if it's something with the Anoe family and Hawaii family. Yes. Where they just you know their genes genetically understand this business better than most people. They but, really do. Like that, but uh, he he basically wanted, they the have most, the uh the head the um the head shrinkers elite figures now and Parmi was thinking man I really want to almost get a like every member of this family just to display on my wall now yeah yeah because it's basically all of them are amazing performers in the in this field not yeah. just in the ring but outside the ring as well mm-hmm. it's you go from you go from Yokozuna cutting that promo on the British bulldog before he went one on one with him in yeah. the house to Rikishi doing the whole, uh, yeah, I did it for The Rock and everything that happened afterwards from yeah. Rikishi to that point. Yes. To Alpha and Sika just being, you know, the Wild Simones. And... Mm-hmm. They, 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 they were, they were early people who knew how to do gimmicks. They knew how to live the gimmicks. Exactly. And, and that's exactly what Solo is. He's just, he's, he's, he's an ass kicker. But the, mo- the moment this guy showed up, he's in tune with the character. And think about this. There, the entrances. Roman Reigns has probably the most epic entrance in wrestling right now. Um, I know it looks yeah. like I'm flipping you off, Stop. but it, Stop. Yeah. it's no, it's, no, I get it. It's it's very it's very epic. The slow walk, the music, the Uso. You remember you remember you remember when we were clowning that entrance at first because you know he was like he's taking long eight minutes later and he's not there yet but then we always we, loved the music but yeah we did think that about his know, walk yeah but once we got it once he started showing up with a live audience yes that's when we started to bask in it like you know yes. you know what he can go he can walk forever i'm still gonna watch i'm oh, captivated yeah. by every single movie and he's doing the usos when they come out to that music to the to roman's music it fits when they come out to, to their, their own, own music it fits the thing about solo he doesn't change a damn thing. He's he's just he's once, yeah. He's like he's dead. He didn't even start putting up the finger until he actually became like you know, basically the new right hand man. Yeah, and he his his own entrance right now, the way like he's shot and everything, like he like he it looks like this guy's about to come out and wreck somebody. Yeah, basically, Wardlow wishes he had that entrance. Not a, not a crime against Wardlow. It's it's a crime against it's it's a shot at everyone else in the other company. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's it's he he was the star of that match. The friction was, it was great. He was he was basically the storyline of this match. Now, I would argue that it, it kind of burns a little bit that you know Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. Usos kind of came away with the last word in it. Mm-hmm. But. I get that it was necessary for this thing. Sammy and Kevin are still the champions. And they didn't really look weak, though. So I will give them also yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm super intrigued to see where this all this all goes. Um, it's a yeah, it's 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 again, it's the best thing in professional wrestling. It is. Long today. It's been since. It's been since Roman has come back. It's, it's, yeah. It's, 
it's been the best. I mean, I mean, at the beginning of it, we didn't know it was the best thing in wrestling, but we acknowledged that it was a good. It was one of the better things in wrestling. But then I mean, look at it. Match wise, like his those those that double header he had with Jay Uso. Jay, oh my god! That 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 kind of was early onset where you're where we were just like, wow, this is something special right here. Yeah, but it really wasn't. I don't think until after he beat Daniel and Edge at Mania. I I mean, Daniel and Edge at Mania, you knew this guy was the biggest thing, and then I think. His first match with Brock Lesnar coming back, I think, was it in Saudi Arabia? I don't know which it was. This is where, like, yeah, this is this is the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you remember when we, where you remember when we were going, like, Edge has come back, Daniel Bryan has come back, and the rest of them, we were talking about this. He cannot take the title off Roman right now. Yeah, <laughs> we were adamant about that part. Yeah, wow, yeah, that was two years ago. That was two years ago. And, yeah. uh, and and you would think that we would uh, grow weary of it right now, which it's weird that a lot of fans have like, you know, there's a lot of fans that are and then are like, yeah, he cheated to win again. That's wrestling. And God bless anyone who's actually reacting to this as an actual sports fan. Love you. Don't change a thing. But the people who keep thinking that they're insiders and are like they're smart to the business. Hello? Yes. You, yeah, sorry. My laptop made this weird sound, so I was like, "Oh, there was nothing going on." But the people who act like the, you know, they understand everything about the, you know, wrestling and the, the fact that you keep whining about the bad guy cheating to win. It's it's triple evolution. Hollywood Hogan with the NWO, Ric Flair with uh, the Horsemen. It's it's traditional wrestling. It is. It's the oldest thing in the world, and. Uh, and well, I'll, I'll just say this. I kind of hope that MJF gets Richard Holiday to be his guy. Um, I'm hoping so, too. Because I'm hoping, it, like, it, if Richard Holiday goes to AEW, like yeah, if uh, Richard Holiday goes to EAW, he needs to be attached to MJF or it's all for naught. Yes, exactly. And heels need to have heaters. They need to have, they don't, they don't need to. But when you're in a stable like this, the way Roman is presented, like, let's face it, honestly, Roman needed this stable. This stable needed him. And all now all these people are stronger. If they were to split up the bloodline at SummerSlam, they all, all would be stronger than they were three years ago. Yeah, exactly. That's a, Here's the question for you. A lot of people are talking about this, and I kind of see the logic in it. Would you have Jay beat Roman for the title? Yes. You, you didn't even think about it. You were like, <laughs> I would. I would be all. I would be all for it. Would it would be a perfect, a perfect close to the story. So, do you think Jay is the guy? Uh, like, I don't is, is know. I, I don't want to say he is the guy. But I is he the be- Is he the guy to end it? That's the whole thing. Not the guy to carry the time, but is he the guy, the guy to end it? There are only four people. Who I could have seen ending it, and two of them lost a couple of uh, over the past two months times. Yes, S- Sammy, Cody, Nakamura, and Jay Uso are the only people who I could have seen doing. It. And the only three who I would have wanted to have seen beat Roman is Sammy, Jay, and Nakamura. Uh, and well, uh, and well, three uh, three of those four guys are on Raw right now. So. Yeah, 
And let's face it, if you look at the current SmackDown roster, there's it's 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 heel heavy. It's heel heavy, and it's basically doesn't have a, like that, you know, that superstar that's on the level. To the the only like, I think the only I think the only main baby faces is Sheamus Sheamus. and Bobby Lashley. Yep. And at this point, neither one is the guy. No. Oh, God. Oh, oh, wait. AJ Styles as well. Uh, It seems like he's going to be... I mean, mean, you could build AJ Styles over the next year, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, it's but supposedly he's the next challenger. Um, Well, next challenger, then he's not the guy. No. (laughs) And supposedly Um, they're also going with Cross versus Roman is being discussed. You know, you see, I would hold off on cross until Roman turns babyface. So maybe Same I here. would lose because I don't want to see a babyface cross. I don't want to see a good babyface cross either. It could be fun, but it's not. You know, the presentation does not lend itself to being a babyface. I guess Rey Mysterio is technically on there. So I, I, you know what? But he's already I, he's already got he's already it. had it. But I, you know, I wouldn't be upset with like for Money in the Bank. I would not be upset with a Roman versus Santos match. I don't see it happening, but I wouldn't be upset either. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he won't be the guy to win it, but I wouldn't be upset with that being a match. I, I you know, uh, it's a one off, you know, four week push for Santos. Santos with Rey Mysterio in his corner versus Roman with Paul Heyman. And... Yeah. It writes itself. So, yeah. Good work. And it would make, it would put eyes on Santos where people would be like, wow, um, this, this, this guy has put on some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that could work. So speaking of Santos, for I, I think this was probably the best match of last night. Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny. Um Oh my god. That match that was match. insane. That the, just that bad that bad bunny entrance with uh-huh. people singing his song word for love because you know he's a recording artist. So yes. Of course they're gonna sing his song, but I didn't expect it to Wow. Yeah. Oh my God! This this is British Bulldog in Wembley Stadium like level. Yeah, it's un- unbelievable. I'm like I'm like I'm watching this and I was like, wow! And I'm gonna be telling you the high I got from that entrance took me out of the first few minutes of the match. <laughs> well, like Priest, Priest got. Let's face it, this was Priest's mania match. This because is priests, yeah, he's the only member of Judgment they didn't have a Mania feud. I and yeah. I remember at one and... point I was thinking it was going to be Ray and Bad Bunny versus Dom and Damian at Mania. Uh, yeah, and I'm glad they held off towards this because it was the perfect recipe with that crowd. It's the perfect recipe. Like this is the whole thing. Like Sammy got the Sammy versus Roman match at the uh, Elimination Chamber in his hometown. Yeah, Damian Priest. Him being Puerto Rican as well, mm-hmm. like the two of them having this match in Puerto Rico, like with I'm gonna say for now until I reassess, but it's probably it probably is the one the highest, but it's one of the highest profile celebrity matches in the history of wrestling. Might yeah, not be well, Andy. It's not. It's not Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler, I guess, but it's yeah, because, it's still up there because like B- Bad Bunny, especially since his mania match two years ago because like they called him a big star back then and you know he kind of was oh like low-key right big but now he's exploded he's like he's huge he's like 
he's like the biggest thing in music apparently. I mean, he's dating Kendall Jenner. That's a big, like, that's a big celebrity there. Yeah. So he's like into big, yeah. like that's he's he's not no uh, no like. I mean, he's one nobody. He's he, I mean, he's one tweet away from being the next Kanye West. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the no. Let's hope he doesn't go down that path. But no, <laughs> he's he's huge. Like he was the biggest Latin star a couple of years ago, and he was there. I think he's now legitimately could be the biggest. He was pop in Bullet Train. Yeah, he was in Bullet Train. He he could legit be the biggest pop star in the world right now. I'm yeah. not sure if he is or isn't, but I I mean Cole kept saying he was. Now, granted, Cole kind of has a WCW Nitro Tony Schiavone thing about hype, but I don't think that. He's, he's not does a too lot. much off. Yeah, like the guy has four hundred twenty something million followers. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's and here's the thing, and that this ain't to go back to bash AEW, but AEW doesn't make when they have like a celeb match, like Shaq. It's just like what the hell is this? You look at WWE, like their stars put in the work. Like Johnny Knoxville worked what was best for him in making a fun match. Logan Paul is a fucking freak. That guy is, he, he's a better wrestler than most of AEW. Pat McAfee, oh gosh, he yeah. is a guy that puts, he puts his body on the line, does high spots and shit. Uh, Bad Bunny is, these, these are guys that are, obviously, Pat McAfee grew up loving wrestling. Um, and, I, and from the sounds of it, Bad Bunny did as well. Um, Logan Paul maybe here and there, but these guys are taking the, 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 the stuff seriously. They're they're not half-assing it. And we said that when Bad Bunny first started doing stuff two years ago, we were like, we were the only two defenders from him originally. Yeah. And, and, and we were like, this is really good stuff. And then people watched that match with Miz and Morrison, and it's like, holy shit, this guy is doing great work. And he did. And it was kind of smart like, having him just do a couple things here and there. Like he did his Royal Rumble appearance, and then he had his match, you know, last night with Priest, and that just cemented him. Like people laughed. It was yet again. I hate the the laugh emoji a lot of times on face on Facebook. People were laughing that Bad Bunny was a character in Two K Twenty Three. It's like. Who wouldn't want to uh, play as him in these games after watching? I mean, stuff like come this? on, man! Like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And here's the thing again: I don't understand why fans are overprotective of wrestling, mm -hmm. of who comes in and comes out in the industry. You're watching a show, dude. Yeah. You don't go on. You don't go on Supernatural and say. Uh, so and so should not be uh, acting on this show. Yeah, exactly. Does not deserve to be on this show or is, uh, something. It's I don't understand. I don't I like, and this might be the problem with you know the pulling back of the curtain too much uh, in social media. People forget to enjoy. Yes, and I know there's going to be people. I haven't always seen it myself, but I know there's are going to be people who are going to say that. A wrestler shouldn't have lost to a celebrity. That moment was beautiful at the end. To, to fast yeah, forward but... a bit, like when they had the LWO celebrating in the ring, 
especially I mean, in that yeah. where they were in Puerto Rico was beautiful. It was like I'm, it was I'm, like their it was their victory after after Zelina losing. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, let's just say like Bam, Lawrence Taylor beat Bam Bam Bigelow, and everyone knows that WWE went to went into the crapper right after. And honestly, um, even though he never won the Intercal title, right afterwards, Bam Bam had a great run for a few months after that because he, he yeah, had he a great baby face champion. He became, he became one of the biggest baby faces ever. And that, and here's the other thing. It's not like Bad Bunny straight up beat him in a fight. Have you seen how that match played out? Yeah. And which goes back to it. It was pure insanity. Like, this match was way more insane in a grounded way than the firm deletion was. Like, you know, you had, you had, you know, the Judgment Day come out and they're attacking Bad Bunny. Then you get, you know, uh, Rey Mysterio and Carlito coming out, and that, I, I, which I, I've always loved Carlito, so I was, I was loving that. And then, yeah. you know, Judgment Day's brawling in the entrance way, and Salvio Vega gets a superstar's welcome. Oh my God! Yeah, because. He is and, the and then you get, you know, the like, legato comes out afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and then everything about it was the... great. Yeah. And Priest had one of the best heel moments ever. And when he was like begging Bunny off with the chair and he just uh-huh. hit him in the face, that was like, wow. And like also, you're watching this and you're saying, you son of a. But that... I, I love that shot after the match of Priest. Of him, leaning yeah, just, against you know, barricade. being disappointed in himself. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like an acknowledgement of that priest was like a big part of making this happen too. Without, yes. like, not without, without having him, you know, go in and, and ruin the whole like babyface heel dynamic thing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then again, we thought we briefly touched on it. Zelina did not come out with the LWO, but and now that I think more about it, you should like. You didn't want Zelina had a standing ovation leaving the match after Rhea Ripley. Yes, did. that needed to be the last time you see Zelina that night. You there? What did you say? Hmm? Yeah, I heard the beep. Was it okay? Uh, you so know, I, I Zelina, like... And also, let's face it: the people who were in the ring were the people that went to war last night. Like, yeah, it, 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 exactly. it, it was very fitting. You can have a backstage thing where you know. Zelina's with them and they're like yes. celebrating bad bunnies with and you know it's it's just cool that uh, no pun intended with Carlito being talked about that but it's just a whole cool thing of it felt like there there were surprises um and it's one of those things where th- this faction has blown up like the past month they've been the top merch seller in the company. Um, yes, it's sir. like, if you th- think about it this, like, okay, like you have Zelina Vega, who is a underutilized and extremely talented in-ring reformer. You get Legato, who they killed it in NXT and they have just been kind of floating on SmackDown. They are now breaking through. Um, Rey Mysterio, bonafide legend. Everyone, if, if you're listening to this, you know who exactly what Rey Mysterio is all about. 
Um, Savio Vega, who is a guy who was a great worker in WWE in the late 90s. I mean, mean, he's one of of my favorites from the new generation. Yeah, same. And, you know, he... He's also a legit tough guy. Um, and then you get Carlito, who Carlito was like my guy back in the Ruthless Aggression era. Like him and Shelton Benjamin were like my the two guys I was loving back then. And he's like the dude still is in phenomenal shape and everything. Like, um and when he whenever he pops up, like he gets massive ovations. Um like it was a perfect. Everyone in the ring last night. It was a special moment that even and I always say this about like when Force Awakens came out. I said no matter what happens after this, things may not be the same, but you'll have that special moment of that night. Mm-hmm. Same thing for last night. Like no matter what happens, even if things aren't, nothing is ever going to be capitalized on fully in wrestling because you can't please anybody. So I'm not expecting Legato to win all the titles or anything. Um, but that moment last night is going to stick around with the three members of Legato forever. Like, no matter what, they will always be able to say, I had this moment in the ring with Ray, Carlito, and Savio. Exactly. No matter what, Damian Pre- and, and Bad Bunny. I, I, I forgot to mention Bad Bunny, the biggest recording artist basically there yeah. is right now. Um, and... You know, Damian Priest, he gets to say that he's had two of the best celebrity matches of all time. With, yeah, with, with arguably the biggest star of our time, of the time that the, he was in. Yes. The second one, at least. Uh, Dominic and Finn, did they, they did their work perfectly. Because mm-hmm. that's always been a thing with Judgment Day. Judgment Day doesn't have, like, a leader. Judgment Day is just, like, four... Four villains oh. hanging out together who are like we're we're not, we're not taking over the world we're we're just we're just uh we're just trying to inconvenience you for a moment it's like it's like yeah exactly it's like it's kind of like the mission statement got lost in the middle of like what's exactly the big I mean yeah let's just say they're four roots one tree yes oh. yes yes and Oops. <laughs> and let's face it them and schism are both better than. Uh, the the two dark factions in AEW, um, but the House like, of Bland, the House of Bland, and uh, uh, the, the 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 Dork, the dork order. order, but like <laughs> you know, the, 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 the bad the thing order. is, like you know, let's face it, Judgment Day's goal is basically like let's let's replace salt with sugar, let's replace sugar with salt, and let's just walk away sneaking. Basically, like, it's, it's basically, yeah, they don't actually do any much of, like, you know, evil scheming or anything. Yeah. They just... <laughs> They're just like... I mean, like... <laughs> Damien Priest, they're saying a knock on it. I love it for this. Like, Damien Priest is just like, look how evil we are. And Finn, Finn's nodding his head, and Dominic's like, just, like, doing Finn's his like, thing. Finn's like, yeah, I'll, I'll get in a match and get and get injured. Yeah, but like they 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 they've made this. He has basically the only. He has basically the only person who's like you know main focus was been to win titles or yeah do anything. But they 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 have made this they've made this faction work because anyone listening we did not set out to bury the Judgment Day but apparently and I I don't think any of this has buried it in in a way like I think it's going to be one of those things like 
a year from now, we're going to look back. If they're broken up, we're going to be like, they had some fun moments. What because... exa- yeah, but what exactly were they uh, trying to accomplish? That's what we're going to be asking. <laughs> they, they wanted, it's like, they, they originally Edge, set out to, I like guess, Edge, uh, wanted, to do, Edge wanted to do something with them. They just, you know, uh, and apparently the mission statement uh, turned into, you know what, let's just torture Edge. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, basically, yeah. Let's just let's just make Edge's life a living hell. That's that's what we're gonna do. And Our, if, if that includes <laughs> taking away as as they promoted it, Edge Edge and Rey Mysterio being longtime best friends. Which let's face it, if you watched uh, the uh, two two thousand eight, you knew that wasn't true. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, they were tag they were tagging champions tag in two thousand two. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's like I I. I I don't I don't I I've really enjoyed basically all this up with Judgment Day. You know when Dominic when Dominic turned on Ray and they got that shot of like you know the Judgment Day laughing their asses off. That's it, basically it was, Perfect Judgment Day. It was uh, yeah exactly it was Perfect Judgment. Day. It was also the hyenas from the Lion King. Yes yes yeah. Like they're 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 not they're not like pure evil. They're just like like I said they just want inconvenience people with things. <laughs> They're just yeah. They're just jerks. <laughs> they, 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 they're, 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 it's like it's like they're like like we're 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 gonna try to summon darkness or whatever. Like they're they're basically characters from like a heavy metal horror film who are trying to summon <laughs> like a demon. And like, <laughs> we're gonna they're summon the, they're this. The, wait, are they the band out. that gets killed by uh, what's her name, Megan Fox? Yes, yes, they, they, they kind they of are. Killed, yeah, they kill. No, they actually got killed by Amber. Uh, what? Oh, what's her um, name in um, the end. Um, uh, I don't know. That movie was not very good. But it was all right. Jennifer's body. It's uh, yeah. Rhea's, Rhea's they body. They didn't get killed by Jennifer by 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 Megan Fox. They got killed by her friend. What's yes? How am I? How am I spacing her name right now? Um, uh, uh, I love her too. I do. From I'm spacing mean her name girls, as well. Mean Girls, The Miserables, yes, uh, uh, Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they're they're basically they're basically them in a way, um, and more power to them because, like, Finn. People can say, "Oh, Finn's not the badass he was in NXT." He looks like he's having fun when he's coming out. Like, he 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 yeah. looks like he's enjoying himself. Yeah, a little too much for my taste, honestly. But but good, you but know, still. good good for him. It's like. You know he's he's doing. I'd rather see him do this than come out and being the smiley baby face he was. If he's not gonna be the badass not, like he was, if, if he's not the guy, if he's not the guy, at least he's doing this. That's yes. I get. I, I get that. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a fun it's a fun faction. Uh, yeah. So main event time. Uh, Brock Lesnar, oh, Cody Rhodes. Oh, boy. I thought it was a great match. It's the only thing I nitpicked was... about was what you and I talked about, which was Cody skedaddling at the end. It was like, I mean, I can see both sides of it. I like, let's not, let's basically say this match was the best of Brock Lesnar matches, and it was also the best of Cody matches. Yes, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's basically so that's there's that that was good. Um, the whole idea of. I don't know. Maybe they rushed it because Brock was bleeding so freaking much. He was, yeah. I honestly was concerned that he was gonna he was gonna die of loss of blood if this went on any longer. Well, they threw that towel right at him. At the, at the, right, at the yeah, like I don't know if that's if that was supposed to make hair. Like I don't think like, it was. Brock, and then, 
like, cut to Brock, when, and there comes the tail flying in. I right? thought it was another rubber chicken. I was like, I was like, oh my god, is this a thing now? But like, um, th- then I well, saw if the it was, then like, we, wow. if it was, then we would uh, be, definitely know it's green, it's green shirt guy who does that because he's the he's the, <laughs> was he the one that threw it at the. At, uh, no, no, he's not. No, but he's okay. the common denominator in both in both shows. If it, if that was the rubber shirt. Oh, he was there last night. He was. Yeah. Oh wow. You didn't see him. Wow. No. I, How can you miss it? I saw him on the I guess I just Honestly, didn't I he was going to be there because it was in Puerto Rico. I mean, me too. To be honest, I did not see him uh, on the show. I saw him at SmackDown. So. Okay. I know the guy's name is Dan. He's a good guy. He gets a lot of unfair hate online just because he manipulates the system. And, and I wonder if he uh, lives in like Florida or somewhere because I, I can't imagine that someone like taking like a flight from like like California or like Colorado to Puerto Rico. I mean, have you seen the what places this place has gone? I don't know. Maybe. That's so. That's so. That's an impressive. That's an impressive trip to go there. I mean, not yeah. not, not gonna lie. If I had the if I had the money and time off, I would have loved to have gone to that show last night. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I can't. I can't make night of champions because. Yeah. Anyways, that's just. Um. But yeah. I, Absolutely. Like. Like I said last night, it was color done right too. Like sometimes when you're potatoed or whatever and cut up in hard way, it looks better, especially when it's on a fucking guy who looks like Brock Lesnar. Like, oh my god, um, that was just a sight to see. And Cody, it, it kind of like what you were saying. Like Brock made Cody look like a underdog but cody didn't feel like an underdog because brock is just brock lesnar let's face it you put brock against anybody with the exception of maybe roman reigns you know brock's gonna toss him around the entire time brock, hell he tosses roman reigns around the entire time um, yeah and here's something too people are pissed off at that ending you know who i'm talking about oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but and Someone had the audacity of saying, I would have rather Cody had a clean win. What the hell did the, do you call that? It was a clean win. He didn't cheat. Ex- Thank you. But someone th- thought it was better that Cody actually grinds Brock Lesnar into dust going uh, coming out of this match than what happened. Yeah. Which I would not have thrown a, fl- a big flag on, you know. Cody beating Brock Lesnar straight up, but Brock, I mean, like, you look at Brock and you look at Cody, I still cannot, like, it's still a hard pill to swallow that Seth Rollins straight up beat Brock Lesnar, honestly. Completely. Yeah. It's, but, like, but, I kind of, I kind I, I get I, I kind of thought that maybe they were going to pull the trigger and have Priest and Bunny go on last. But I get it with how Cody and Brock are positioned and company go on last. But, yeah. my God, like, it's it's kind of tough to follow um, anything after Bunny and Priest. It was I mean, it was pretty good. I would not have thrown a flag on Bunny and Priest uh, uh, main eventing. I think... I actually think they actually earned that man earned the main event spot. Not saying that Cody and Brock did not deserve it. I think the build has been better for that because the build for Cody and Brock was kind of odd. Um, 
it felt like yeah and again the match last night did not feel like it was the end of it all because we still don't know why Brock did what he did I wonder if they'll ever even say yeah they might not just uh, you know that might be just you know Cody's coming up now and now he's going to into the tournament and again the one thing you and I both nitpicked at was that Cody pinned Brock and just got, got the hell out of Dodge yeah so which in, under normal circumstances you cannot blame him so this kind of goes into the tournament thing. Yeah, let's go. Is into Brock Lesnar in? Uh, so they haven't announced the the, the six people. Mm. Who? No. Is it going to be three from Raw and three from SmackDown? Is it going to be one? It's like I I I, it's, I don't get it. Okay, so the way Triple H put it at the press conference: two triple threat matches on Raw. Yes. The winner uh, winners of each will face each other next week on Raw, and then two triple threats on uh, matches on SmackDown. The winners of those matches will face each other on the next SmackDown. So there's Which, twelve people. Uh, so th- yeah, exactly. There was twelve people. I thought it was, there was six only, but uh, at first, and then turned out there was twelve. Okay, people, I, I was thinking I it was just six. I was thinking it was okay. Okay, this is in- more interesting. So here's now. the thing. So here's the thing. Would you put SmackDown guys in this tournament? If you well, that's the thing. Also, is why the you why is SmackDown you, even, you? It's like I get they're both ran by Adam Pierce, but. I mean, and... you can have. I mean, if you're gonna have this tournament, you can have four triple threat matches on a three-hour show. Yeah, you can make space for it if you're gonna do it on Raw. But it's the whole idea of, and people did not understand when I made this point while we were discussing it that this would make this was, and maybe it was per choice of white, but this would nullify or void the draft because it does. If the draft, if the draft is not a random thing like it used to be. Like it was for a while, not yes, used to. Yes, yes. Now, 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 now they have war rooms and war USA rooms that people picking. So if, you're, so, if you're, so if you're SmackDown and one of the picks that you have like, you know, painstakingly cherry-picked to be on your brand wins the, the world title of the Monday Night Raw and has to leave, would you be okay with that? Or, and, or on the flip side, not saying this is a theory, but you know, the person from SmackDown wins it and brings that title to SmackDown. It's just like yet again, it makes the it makes it makes the title being exclusively on Raw I... different. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, so I think you're breaking up. I did not hear anything. Like you sound like a broken algorithm right now. Like Mrs. Davis uh, had a problem. So like, if, there you go. If let's just say I'll I'll throw out the name from SmackDown and AJ Styles. And we're gone. Are you saying anything right now? Yes. Anything? Okay, I, I I I heard the word anything. Okay. Did you did you did you hear the the word okay or the two letters okay? Uh, I'm not sure. Like I heard three OKs. I'm not sure which which are letters and which are words. O K A Y. Okay, I heard A Y. A I heard okay. I'm not the the Y W H Y is Y A J Styles is winning from SmackDown in this hypothetical. Did all that uh, get through? Okay. No, none of that went through. So it's basically, I said my send, I said what I said, and then you cut off. So, okay. Um, go. So go again. Hypothetically, say AJ Styles wins this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So AJ Styles wins it, and the title comes to SmackDown. That makes what Triple H's announcement of this being a Raw exclusive Null and void. 
If AJ Styles wins it and moves to Raw, that makes AJ Styles being selected by Fox null and void. So basically everything that has been announced the past month is null and void. See, we can also nitpick a WWE here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, exactly. If someone if if someone is listening to that, like, yeah. And this it doesn't really make sense at all. I would have rather have seen a sixteen man, eight man Raw tournament. And did a, dead, a deadly games thing. Yes. Uh, you could you could if you're pressed for time, you could have had the semifinals and the finals on the same night yeah. at Crown Jewel. Yeah. Uh, at sorry, Night of Champions. You're gonna have a King of the Ring in there, uh, anyways. Are, are they? I don't think they're doing King of the Ring. Anymore. No, they're not. But they were going to, right? Yes. Yes. They were. It was gonna be King and Queen of the Ring, but yes. they, they scrapped it thankfully. Um. So I, I'll final four. I'm thinking. Let's just oh god never mind they're not doing a final four never mind um they're doing a final yeah they're just doing a straight up one man match which and some other and some you know internet sleuths said I'd rather have them do an elimination chamber which would have made sense if they had not just done an elimination chamber three exactly. months exactly they just came off of two elimination chambers in the same night um so let's just say. So I guess it is kind of a final four because it's 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 four winners of a triple threat, right? So let's say it's Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes again, which I'm not with. Which I'm okay with in this situation because it would be a way for Cody to get his come up and some Seth. Uh, just, yes, you know, final close. But I don't, I, and... I don't think it will be. There's a possibility. Um, I think no matter what, the finals are going to be Drew and Seth. And now this is now this is assuming the finals are going to be an exclusive and all raw thing. Yes, not a raw versus SmackDown yes. thing. Yes. Um, and I think and granted what he said, yeah, I would not put the title on Cody right away. And I actually won't put the title on Cody. Well, this is another I'll, another point I'll bring up here. Um, if the, if you do this, say Co say Seth beats Cody, Drew can come out. And I think Drew is going to be turning heel. Drew goes, he, he takes out Seth. And then he also, like, you know, Cody's standing there watching his, like, a former tag team partner of his take out Seth Rollins. Drew then takes out Cody as well. So not only do you set up, like, the title, the, the finals of, like, Drew and Seth, but you also set up a Drew versus Cody, whether it be for title or not for title thing. But... Cody, if Cody wins this title, it's not, let's face it, it is not finishing the story in his sense because it's not the WWE title. Because, yeah, for, for all intents, this story has to be finished against Roman Reigns. And the thing also with or that is, I hope that the WWE and the Universal are not merged into one title yet or on SmackDown because if that does happen, then the WWE title basically is retired at that point, and it becomes the Universal title, which I don't want to see happen. Neither do I, but um, I think they might get a lot of mileage even if if they don't like split them up. That of, of Roman just coming out with two belts. That's what I mean. Keep them with two you belts. I mean, right I can't see the character of Roman Reigns giving up wearing two belts. That's yes, how exactly. And the the best way to do this is once once Roman does lose to whomever, 
let's just say it's Cody at next year's Mania. You know, mm-hmm. then the titles are Cody wins the, universal. Cody wins the Royal, yeah, Cody wins the Royal Rumble again, chooses Roman Reigns because he wants to finish the story. Uh, I am not a big fan of rematches at Manias. At least not back-to-back, but Same. I could see that happening. I could too. Um, but I, I think, one, the WWE title does not need to be retired. It erases 60 years of its history if it does that way. I mean, it is the most illustrious title in the history of the company. Exactly. Of the, of the and if they replace so. that with the Universal title as the number one, it's, it's kind of a slap in the face to Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Undertaker, Mankind, The Rock, all these stars. Um, but if Cody wins this new world title, it's not the title that he's been wanting to win since he was a kid. Because let's face it, it's a title he's wanted to win since he was 36. It's not the boyhood dream. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, it's 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 gonna be interesting. Not gonna not gonna lie. Um, before ending the show, let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's do, let, let's do this. So from the opening, the opening thing, which. The first Guardians film not to have a cold open, by the way. Um, and I'm glad. At first, I was like, I was kind of hoping they had a cold open. But it transitioned so well from having Baby Rocket to Modern Rocket. And then that queuing in the opening credits. From that scene on... Uh, spoiler alert, everyone who's listening. Just <laughs> We're good. Yes, if you're if yeah. you don't want to if if you haven't yes uh well technically no no okay, spoilers let's, were let's said just, yet let's there. just talk about what we let's just talk about like what we thought about the movie first and then we can put a spoiler at the I so my favorite MCU movie ever I think it's uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say it it might be the best one ever like uh, I've I had the, the, about the discussion of is it better than Endgame or not I'd say I would say so. I would uh, say th- th- this in- film has Endgame. affected me more in the past yeah, 48 Endgame hours not, yeah, than any Marvel and, film has. And basically, Endgame is not a standalone film. No. It's, it's built on... 23 it's at least other built films. on Infinity Wars, but it's built on every 23 other films. Guardians of the Galaxy, while built on two other films, you can watch it without watching the previous ones. Yes. And be completely into it. Yes. And... and like... Music wise, like the, I, I, I was like my foot was moving with the music. Emotion wise, my eyes were tearing up, my throat was getting tight. Like it was an emotional roller coaster. So much tearing up, so much, so much, so much emotional. Like you know, so many emotional scenes. And this movie, it's weird for a Guardians of the Galaxy movie or a James Gunn movie. It wasn't overly funny. No, and 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 it's I was my next back. thing I was gonna say was actually. A very humorous moment is another moment that actually made me cheer up, which was cheer up, tear up was was the uh, um, the monkey scene. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh my him god, acting like That's... a monkey, just like it was, it was beautiful because it was him. It was, it was, it was basically, 
it was it was him proving that what we've said about him like yes and it's yeah. the point well, that that was made at the very end of why they why he is needed on nowhere yeah, um exactly and exactly. And, and the music uh, the music was great the action was great the the whole like not just the villain itself but the performance of the whole arc of a villain losing his mind i, I don't think that's too small no that's... and he was he like walter and i said this he was basically doing like 1930s nazis experiments like yeah it, 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 like, and it, James James Gunn essentially made him like a nineteen seventies exploitation character, but blowing up into a blockbuster, um, and he nailed it. Like he nailed that role. He nailed, um, those, those, and they were a lot of like you know from him specifically. There was a lot of theatr theatrical flair to his performance. Yes. Like and I love it. And I love it when that happens, honestly, on film or TV. Because when the, when theater performances are pulled off perfectly, because sometimes theater performances are out of place in film. They are. I mean, you watch watch Star Trek, and you can and you watch the original Star Trek with uh, Captain Kirk, and you will William see exactly Shatter, what yeah. I talked about with, yes. with William Shatner when you say theater performances are not always a good thing for them. But it, it made that show, you know, more of a... Jo Jonathan Majors at the end of Loki did it great. Oh my god, that was the best. That is still... And I loved it, but I still think Jonathan Majors at the end of Loki is the best MCU scene ever. <laughs> and It's the best here, acting scene. It's the best acting. Yes, it's... Maybe. Him here, it's like... There was a line... They, they, the line was in the trailer, but it makes... it. It's... It's so much there, there more impactful no... here when he says incinerate them because mm. in the trailer you think he's talking about the Guardians. But yeah. when you see it in the film, it's not about the Guardians. And yeah. it's it fucking like th that whole subplot of introducing three brand new characters who only have, let's face it, probably a grand total of maybe 15 minutes of screen time. Oh my God! You completely feel for these characters. Oh my God! That's okay, guys. We're gonna go into spoiler territory. If you haven't seen this movie yet, turn it off. Turn this off. Go see. Yeah, turn this off and go see the movie. Uh, go see the movie. If you're a comic book nerd, you're gonna love Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. If you're an MCU nerd, you're gonna love. Uh, if you're a Star Wars nerd, I think you're gonna love yes, this movie. Yes. yes. It's and and the thing with Guardians films, I notice is a lot of people who hate the MCU love the guardians films yeah exactly and here's the thing i'm gonna say guardians is my favorite space opera uh, guardians of the galaxy is my favorite movie space opera thing and that's including star wars come at me <laughs> i mean empire strikes yeah, back is still my number one but i i can i i'm totally fine with I'll that talk statement. Saga, yeah 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 well i wasn't telling you to come in because i know you can you yeah, know yeah. You, you can you you can be rational but <laughs> but yeah but anyway, go see it. Let's talk into spoilery. Those three, uh, here we go. Three, two, one. Spoiler alert. Yes. Those batch 89. Oh my God. And These... so the first time you see them, it's very scary because you're seeing it just in flashes and you're just like, like you feel, you're, like... you're putting Rocket's shoes right, right there. Dude, dude, the, the little rabbit, what's her name? Floor. Floor. The moment she comes out, it's kind of like the first Toy Stories movie where the yes, I know, thought that too. That the formed toys come out. Yes, and, 
and then there's that heartwarming thing where he's like where he and Flo are sleeping and she's like you know sleeping over him yeah like she's like he's like the older brother kind of thing yes and then and this is this is when he the guy pulls him out and says and says how did you know oh my god that line that line of it was your story all along oh yes. my god I'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking yeah this is and funny enough, if you kind of think about it in the grand scheme of things, if it weren't for Rocket trying to capture Quill in the first one, nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens at all. If it wasn't for him, he, um, if it wasn't for him, like, you know, redirecting the uh, saving everyone. Yeah. In the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back up. So it's kind of like. Again, oh, he saved everyone in the first one by, by escaping from prison. Yeah, same thing too. So it's kind of like, and it, it ties the whole thing of like him going back and the first thing saying, ain't, ain't nothing like me but me. Yes. Uh, yeah. The whole, and there's a lot of people saying that if you're like partial to, uh, like if animal cruelty bothers you, turn off that movie, this movie. The animal cruelty was not as graphic as the as it is, but it is there. It's, it's... there, and like I, like, I, I'm I, I'm very against animal cruelty. I mm -hmm. I love that it showcased this because it it, it showcased makes, it, it without makes... actually giving you yeah without showing you animals actually getting hurt yeah like, you know it it, it it made it made it made him a stronger villain. It made you care mm -hmm. for characters more. Um, I like it when things fuck you up it goes back to when daniel bryan originally lost the title to randy orton i love when things piss people off in a way yeah and exactly this, it's perfect storytelling you don't want things to be always to be um bright and shiny you want things yeah and you don't and you don't want things you. to be and you don't want things to be like you know straight compartmentalized you want yes. things to be and that's how life is and also this might be not as gory as the, uh, the multiverse of madness. But it's still I, I, gory. I think it was because there's two there's two things like when they show um, Gamora's Ravager friend um, just as oh yeah skeleton. when he got burned yeah I forgot when he got when and then Adam they show Man his Howard. face peeled off at the end like that 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 shot was straight out of like Hellraiser basically. Yeah, it's exactly. And then there's the No Sleep to Brooklyn uh, yes. song. Yeah, that uh, that had a lot of like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no, that that action sequence was amazing. Oh hell yeah! This was and kind I, of like you know when they, when when it changed when it's uh, when the, when it went No Sleep and I was like in the middle of the theater going Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> and like, I'm going with the song and it was a great moment because it was. It was the the baby faces reuniting. This was uh, this was Steve Austin coming out to destroy the alliance. Yes, <laughs> yes. Except that turned out to be a big lie because Steve Austin was yes. part of the alliance. <laughs> yes. Uh, but then, yeah, it's the baby faces coming out to clean house on it, and yeah, you still had a lot of gore too. You remember when uh, Adam Warlock took the head off the yeah yeah. Shit, that's the yeah. This might be actually the goriest MCU film ever. And <laughs> Which, speaking of and the first Warlock, ever, so well done too. Oh my god, Warlock with the whole like you know the naive 
he had the naivety of a newborn because he was still he was they just hatched him prematurely yeah. apparently, and he still had the power of everything else. And it it had a very Game of Thrones esque feel of a character who was standing by his family, but realizing that there was a bigger evil. Yeah. Exactly. And still, I, I don't know. I think he got cheated out of his second... I think that might be the part that I, I, I can't He got cheated out of his second thing because when he came out, like, all pissed off at Groot and everything, he's supposed to be pissed off at the High Evolutionary. Yeah. I thought, for because for a second, I thought, you know, they're going to leave the High Evolutionary to die. Adam Warlock is going to finish him off, but yeah, but I mean, it was. It, so, but still, it had it. It was Rocket's story. Rocket had to have the final word on that. Yes. And plus, at that point, like he was saved from it. Like he, once he saw his mom die, I think he no longer was wanting necessarily to kill the Guardians at that point. Yeah, he was just pissed. Yeah, he was just angry in, yeah. in general. He didn't know what he. He just didn't know where to put it. Yeah. And the other thing was, yeah, Will Poulter. Which one? Will Will Poulter, the guy. Oh who yes, plays Adam yes, yes, yes. He's great. The yeah. evolution of this guy, evolution of this guy as an actor. The guy. This is the same guy from We the Where the Millers. Yeah, We're the Millers. <laughs> uh, fucking Maze Runner. Uh. Then you see him in Detroit, and he did great in Detroit. Oh my God! Yeah, Detroit. Detroit was a fucked up movie. <laughs> He was great in. Oh yeah, the, and like, uh, what I love so like at the end of at the end of um Age of Ultron, they give birth to the new Avengers, and they don't really show too much of the new Avengers because at the end of at the beginning of Civil War, that's when they break them up basically they break them up oh, yeah, I, I love that the end of this it's very open-ended it's like here's the new guardians here's the yeah exactly and which if you follow the comics yeah the guardians had like a rotating door of yes different people characters. coming in there yeah and also star the i think the latest star lord Marvel Comics run is the legendary is the legendary star lord so and so speaking of character wise like Star Lord Peter Quill, he, he, there was, I, I, I said it was like coming of age because his character, he, he realized that this Gamora was not his Gamora. He moved on. He moved on and he, he realized that he, yeah, he needed he to. He finally wanted to go and have peace and make peace on Earth. Every guy, and that, but I think also like uh, this was basically, if it was Rocky's story, uh, Rocket's story. This, but this was Nebula's movie. Yes. Oh, I I <laughs> said that. I said that as well. Uh, yeah. Because she became, she became, she 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 became women's champion in this film. Exactly. She became. Yes. Yeah, she got the. She got the redemption arc. Like yes. I mean, it happened in the background, I guess. Granted, but it still was yes. Fully realized well, of course, now. Let's let's let, let's not forget that she spent. Uh, you know. Six years as an Avenger as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people forget that. Yeah, which by the way, this should have been a comic book run, like you know what the Avengers were doing when, uh, during the blip period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, he got the, he had that, and he got Drax became and uh, Drax and Mantis got 
That, that, and that, I think man, that, that final looks, when he waves at her at the end and everything. He waves at her because it all ties it back to the volume two when he said, "You remind me of my daughter." That's why yeah. he wanted to go with her because he was overprotective of Mantis. He never showed it. Yes. <laughs> like that that wave that was heartbreaking because and and here's the thing: the Christmas special was perfect because this mantis would not make sense without watching the Christmas special. Yes. Oh. Yes. If you're if you're going from volume two to this directly, then you're gonna be wondering like this shift change is very, very Hell, weird. The, the the whole the whole the whole uh the whole part of nowhere you really need to see with the, the Christmas special because Yeah, exactly. It's it's basically set up there. There's no explanation in this movie at all. Like that the the, the Holly special is essentially a a short film. It's the prequel. The... It's a prequel comic. Yes, yes. It's a prequel comic, but it uh, but it was brought to life. Yes. Um, like it, I just just see the sequel. If it was like a prequel comic, just like you know the Guardians, especially if you do like a nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies thing. It's like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Then the corner it says, uh, featuring Kevin Bacon. You know, it's it's a yeah. it's it's a very comic booky aspect with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, very much. And this also, it's the Unless, I, it might be the it, it's not the most serious of the MCU. That would still probably be like you know Winter Soldier or like Endgame, but it's the darkest I think. Like with the themes and what the characters are going through, like yeah, if it, it's like there is actual. There were stakes. And I think frozen up again. For a second, but you're back now. What about okay. what about now? Yep, you're you're good now. I'm doing the I'm doing the spirit fingers from Bring It On if you remember. I, uh, we, we, we we had a we had a uh, Charles Xavier moment where we got you got frozen and everything. Um mm -hmm. but uh like the stakes felt higher here because like when Rocket was dying. Rocket was dying. Yeah, basically. And then, and they teased you a lot. And here's, I'm going to say this. If they wanted a more powerful, like, imp more impactful film, one of the Guardians should have died, but I'm glad no one died. I am too. No, no. I kept, there There were three parts where, like, obviously. Was one of them, was one of them Nebula reaching into the thing? Reaching into. To control the ship? No, that was not. Nope. Because when she basically said, you know, go, I'm gonna give me your controller and go, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna follow the ship. I said, oh my god, she's gonna sink with it. I, <laughs> I could have seen that though. I, I, I was thinking that was gonna be Rocket's farewell, but he was possibly gonna die, um, doing his own thing right there. Um, but the, the, the other one was. Uh, um, here's the other maturity thing too. Rocket did not seek revenge. No, no. He got like he was just going to you know uh, free the animals, but then the high evolutionary stepped in. Yeah, <laughs> and that that moment where he where, where he saved all of them was that was deep, like that was emotional. Yeah. Uh, Dude, that moment when he came on the comms and said, uh, "What matters is that we're all uh, we're all fine now." Oh yeah. my god, I was thinking like if I'm one of the guy uh, the guardians, I I would be crying, but oh, yeah. crying balls right now. If, I, if I'm on the other end of that call, I'm like, Rocket, you're alive. The second one was honestly when Drax was shot. Um, 
like when when, when oh yeah i thought yeah i thought so too i thought wow like midway through the movie they're gonna kill drax off and and you're breaking up back hello back yep okay um you're back but when yeah when 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 he got shot i was thinking jub 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 when he got shot i was thinking that was going to happen um and then obviously and i thought this was nothing there yes going on here someone else is here yet but he is there there we go okay um yeah so when he was shot and then up like in the trailers the trailers even though this scene happens in the first 10 minutes and it's not because he's hurt. It's because he was just drunk and passed out. Basically when the, in the trailer, they show Nebula carrying um, star Lord. It's like, okay, maybe he's a possibility of dying. And throughout the entire film, I kept thinking that was, that might've happened. Um, and then once, once he's in space, trying to float back and his face starts bubbling up i was like yeah i was like oh my god they're doing it they're they're i was thinking so too i was like holy shit they got the guts to do this and i'm like but i don't want them to do it though <laughs> i don't I, I i kept thinking they're really just going to show him explode um and then and you know you have the big baby face uh, saved and, right and there. they had and, and they had mantis go peter yeah and <laughs> and group his you know his uh his uh, branches were freezing and... and again yeah also yeah the christmas special established that they were brother and sister yes if you're watching this movie without watching the holiday special you have no idea what that line is about when she says yes your yeah brother. exactly <laughs> and you know she goes on her way at the end gamora had found a home with the ravagers or the ravagers yeah uh, stallone, stallone with one of the best cameos ever in them yes which, by the way, Michelle Yeoh was missing. Yes, she was, and they re- they recast Miley Cyrus's voice also. Wait, who's uh, who's Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus um, in Guardians Two was the Ravager that was just ahead. Wait, did that Ravager talk? In the in Guardians Two, evidently it spoke in this one. And I had read that they some, someone else had done the voice, which was originally voiced by Miley Cyrus. Yeah, okay. um, kind of weird. And, and then, then again, you, Ratcat, uh, yeah. But you, uh, one thing you got to say about James Gunn, he doesn't forget his friends. He does not know. Hell, yeah, I mean, in mean, uh, in the holiday special, he basically uh, the all the like he, he on the map of the stars, they basically have like the Suicide Squad as the the map of stars. They have like John Cena. And like Margot Robbie's houses and stuff that they show. Yeah. Um, and in this one, he gets he gets his. Is she his wife or his girlfriend? I'm not. His uh, his wife. His wife now. Okay. Yes. His wife is in there with Harcourt from uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Nathan, and Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Fullen is in there. Yeah. Um. Ura was Ratcatcher too. Yeah. 
Um, Which, by the way, she was hot. Uh, she was hot as a red chick. Oh yeah, completely. I gotta say, um, you know, Nebula completely grows in this because now she's basically she's the most like yeah, she's the best. She decides to basically she's lead a, white... a planet. Yeah, she becomes she becomes the white meat baby face of the group. Yes. That's basically how you can say. It. I mean, like the anti-hero type, but she's still the white meat, yes. baby, white meat baby. She's she's basically what she's Cody. basically what they wanted Valkyrie to be, but was not. Yeah, when Valkyrie so. was like, "You're you're now in charge of Asgard," it doesn't quite have the same pact of Nebula being in charge of nowhere. Yeah, because I mean, the thing is, we met Valkyrie mid journey. Yes. Mid 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 personal journey. I yes, guess. we were on the personal journey of Nebula from the beginning. That's yes, the and between the two. So you know, Drax stays with Nebula to basically be the no pun intended, the guardian of all the kids. Um, and in a way, in the three Guardians and the two Avenger films that feature the Guardians, we saw. Peter Quill's backstory. We saw um, Gamora's backstory. Now we've seen Rockets. Like it, it, it did. It, we we got to see these backstories. Like we didn't like uh, Drax's. We we heard about. We didn't need to see anything. Nebula we knew was just pieced together. Like this series has done a great job of uh-huh. showing here's the origin. thing that I was uh, yeah here's the here's the biggest curveball they threw us that I that I'm thank God that they didn't go with when uh, Gamora tells him that sounds more like her because they showed this in the trailer and the yeah and I was like oh God no don't turn this into like Peter going uh, falling in love with Nebula because that's gonna turn yes I thought I, mean, so I, was, too. I was I was gonna let it play out but then when they just moved on right directly afterwards yeah yeah okay. I, I I love that they did that. Which basically, by the way, uh, Gamora, perfect throughout the movie where she just, you know, keeps rolling her eyes at everything they do, but, but joins them anyway. Yes, yeah. It was, and that ending with with everyone just on the planet and everything, like, you know, I, we already said, you know, Drax and Mantis waving goodbye, but then, like, you see that it's it's a very haunting shot of warlock sitting there um just like staring at him and everything and yeah he's like staring into openness because he, the guy just lost his mom yeah yeah and it's very haunting like it's he he's taking it all in like he's being accepted um yeah and then rocket yeah. sitting there on the stairs and everything just like taking in rex actually finally dancing because yeah. Like uh, Nebula said, he's going to be a father, so the kids pull him into it, and he can't say no to the kids. He's like, and here's another thing: it, it was very, very emotional scene right here because they kept building it up. Was when Cosmo jumped in front to save Kraglin and everything. It's like, oh yeah, that was just like a very big, like you know, this dog this is, is big protecting moment. his master thing. Yeah, this is like you know, actually getting the climax on the third ma- the third match at WrestleMania has like the big story, uh, big yeah. storyline, and it just wraps up before you go into the main event stuff. Yes, and that's basically it. Basically, yes, that's- yeah, and, and yeah, his, and his delivery of you know because Cosmo was a, a because Cosmo is a big part of the Guardians comics. Yes, yeah, 
I'm glad they put them in. I'm glad all these guys like and Craglin got a big, got you know into that final group picture at the yeah. end of the I, that the the end credits alone showing basically you know the stories from everybody every movie, including the special yeah and that 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 that, fi- that final still frame of all of them sitting there was perfect. It was perfect, and also there's the other one, uh, Yondo. Oh yes, that being a force ghost basically. It's, it's it's yeah, basically it's a cheap pop, but it's a good cheap pop. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it it was it was it was perfectly. It done. would have felt it would have felt wrong for him not being part of this movie in some way, shape, or form. Yes, exactly. Um. And here's the thing, part of uh, like part of the thing we said about aliens is uh, when I uh, we said it looks like aliens. You remember that thing when he said you know show. Like release those, you know, creatures that. Yes, and it has that, that that shot. Of, it's like the creature opening its mouth and everything. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and opening it. Yeah, that was that was perfect. That was perfect. Yeah, because it was one of those it's things like, where well, it was opening its mouth and got like we're not, spit dangling yeah. from its from its fangs and everything. Yeah, and storyline wise, you know that these are the you know these are the guy these are the experiments that he could not perfect. He yeah. kept them. Yeah, he kept some of those guys, and. I and and, wow, I, and, and uh, wow, this guy was so like incinerating the freaking planet of like these are basically your children, by the way. You made these people. Yeah. And I I it was I, I knew it was gonna happen. And people always say, I hate when things are predictable. I wanted this line to happen. I needed this line to happen when Rocket is asking if he can go with them, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and 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 you know she's like yes, and then all of a sudden she just says, "But not yet." Not yet. I was uh, yeah, I was waiting. But when she said yes, and he was going to go through, I was like, "She's not gonna stop him." <laughs> well, I, I I I I knew she was gonna. It was gonna it was because gonna, they was cut it down. Up. They cut it down. But, uh, and here's the perfect thing: whether it was this one or the P or the Peter getting into stuck in space, gun cut it down to the very last second mm-hmm. yes it's like it's, it's the ten. it's that at that very at that moment where you where you just let go like oh okay this is gonna happen yes Bam. uh-huh completely but yeah that line was perfect it was and, and it that's the thing it's like people say oh i hate when something's predictable it's like it's giving you it's 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 sort of giving you what you want like it, it's mm-hmm. it's and it's not fan service because Let's face it. It's not, no, no one's going in and being like, "Oh, I really hope that this line happens." It's not a fan service line, but it's giving people that more. If they predict something's going to happen, it's good storytelling because it makes you think to yourself, "Oh, this thing that I kind of hope happens is happening." Because it, it's like want holding to, uh, a yeah. certain way. No, I, I, I wanted this line to happen in Clerks Three. Yeah, yeah, that actually would have been. We never that, got. That. Okay, let's not talk about Clerks Three. Wow, that was, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. That's, that's, <laughs> honestly, that's probably uh, um, but that that's that's probably the second most emotional film I think that there has been, um, in recent years. But my God, yeah, uh, yeah, Gun nailed it. And here's the thing I was gonna say with the darkness earlier is, this was Gun starting to shed away the humor a bit because. He's already said that, you know, his Superman isn't going to be the Suicide Squad. It's not going to have, like, you know, like, 
sex jokes. It's not going to be all. It's not going to be gunism in it. Yes. Um, for the lack of a better term. And I think it's. I think that's the perfect way of doing it. Is it's him doing Superman and being able to nail it perfectly. I'm really excited to see what guns DC leads to. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. And this movie being as successful as this is only a good thing for is only a good thing for DC because people know this guy is the guy who's gonna like lead the ship going forward. Yes, exactly. What a what, wow, what a great movie. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna see it again right away. I might like, you know, a couple more a couple weeks from now. Just same here, know, same here. See it again. Like I try to forget as much as I'm not I'm not gonna forget a lot, but at least forget details as much as possible then go yes. watch it again. It's what's funny is uh um like four years ago, I remember it was on free comic book day, you and I were also on our way to see and it was like a week after it already opened, you and I were both on our way to see uh, Endgame a second time, like oh at different God, points. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, Free Comic Book Day, where you did that. Ah oh, man, wow, such a good movie. Yeah, such a good movie. It's great. Yeah, it, um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I have to say, best, best MCU film and probably my favorite MCU film. Yeah, me too. Like I keep, like I keep thinking that it takes into account. At which one? Disconnected. Joining voice. Still acting up a bit. And there we are. There we go. All like right. I was saying, yeah, yeah. I can, like it takes into uh, it takes into consideration a lot of movies, but the more I think about it, yeah, this is the best one. This, yeah. this is the best one. Um. Like if you put this movie up against, did you freeze again? I did not. Did you? For fuck's sake! You there? Yeah, he's frozen now. Wait, he's back. Hello. Hello. Yep. So I'm saying, if you, if it takes into consideration a lot of, uh, of movies, yes. But if you, if any, if you. Bring up any MCU movie now, right now, and you tell me would you rather watch this or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three? I'm going to say Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Same here. That's yeah. That's basically why I want to say, and yeah, it's basically yeah. I, I oh, think yeah. we're done with reviewing this. I, I want to talk about it more, but I think we've said everything. Right. Oh yeah. Said. Which yeah. is it's, starting to fit because like our our system's starting to fuck up a little bit more too. I noticed. Yeah, a lot. A lot. One more thing. Evil Dead Rise. Oh my goodness. Oh great. Like so from that I I, I love that it was way more serious in tone. It like, was yeah, more serious. It's it's more as it's as serious as the original Evil Dead. The I original, guess. yes. Even more. <laughs> and, and that opening that opening title scene was oh haunting. Holy shit. It was like it like this movie gripped you like right from the beginning and didn't let go. Yeah, and then that, and then that, you know, that old, like, you know, Lions, like Blumhouse vibe of the Soul movies, like where you're, 
you know, it's an old rundown yes, building and the lighting exactly. is bad and everything. And then he got this whole thing, and then he got, and then he got the people, the that people scene. Oh yeah, that people scene was. I mean, like every part of this movie should scare, should have scared me, but I was like too busy marking out at it, so yes. to speak. I was like. Like I would have been scared. Like if, if I watched this movie like ten years ago, maybe twenty years ago, I would have been like terrified. Well, but I'm watching this and I'm like, wow, that is amazing. I is- I really wish. I think it's next weekend. There there's one night they're doing. There's two nights in a row. There, one night they're doing. Um, the drive-in here is doing, Evil Dead and Scream back to back, which would be a great double feature. And then next night they're doing, um, Evil Dead and renfield as a double feature it's it's like both of those would be great it's like th- th- this year has already been a strong year for horror with like those three alone right there and okay, frozen again i hear you you're not just a... back no i i see you kept talking <laughs> Dude, we froze. I I, the, 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 I, uh, I I stopped hearing you right after you said there was a double feature uh, with the uh, Evil Dead and Renfield. Okay, that's basically <laughs> that, 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 that. I didn't really say too much after that. Too much. Uh, yeah, something about those three movies. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, this you know, year's already been like really great for horror with those. And again, and, uh, are you frozen again? Mm, I am not. Are you? I mean, you are on my side. Frozen. Frozen? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I basically yeah, let's let's pretend I heard everything and just, you know, <laughs> get out of here. You can mess it. You can you can you can you can just text me what, what you were saying <laughs> because because there's a lot of dead air here now. Uh, there has been. Um yeah. But it's um, basically yeah, it's a, it's a great it's a great time for movies. I just I, I saw Scream Six by the way, well, on, uh, I loved it. Yeah, let's discuss that later. All right, wrap this it's up great, then since everything's to be back up. In a, it's Yeah, it's great to be back in this forum again. And it is. With all technical difficulties. Yes. Next ne- next week, I will be at work on Sunday, but I will be back in two weeks. Let's hope I'm here too. All right. Well, and uh, until then, uh, Joob Joob podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Joob Joob. Which is very, uh, I'm still on the air. It's, it's very, uh, very yub yub as well. <laughs> Wait, you know, yeah. he never told me you spoke their language. <laughs> such a, such a great line also. Oh my God. Why didn't he ask? It's still, it's, it's so drags. By the way, he just, I think this year he put to rest the argument of who's the best wrestler turned actor. Yes, I agree. Not to have yet again, another great horror film this year and. James Gunn also, but on another final note, uh, we're, 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 we have more, uh, we have more, uh, end credit scenes on this one than like, um, the final episode of Picard did. If you haven't seen that yet, it's not really a spoiler, but it has a lot of extra scenes. It goes Lord of the Rings. Um, James Gunn knows how to work with wrestlers better than anybody. Yes, sir. Batista and John Cena, who let's face it, Batista and John Cena are streets ahead of the rock. Hey, hey, he basically. He basically knew how to work with The Rock. He just he just took him out of the equation. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. <laughs> that is, and and DC might be better off for it. <laughs> uh, by the way, I love I love The Rock. 
but come on, who didn't know this about him already? Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, he, if, if no one thought The Rock was going to try to overtake things, they were not. He, he let everyone know he was going to do that back in December 1997. He started trying to take over the nation. It's like yeah. everyone knew this was going to happen. It's everyone, yeah, everyone knew it was going to happen. And like, come on, he's he looks wholesome. He does wholesome posts and everything. But everything the guy posts is basically uh, everything the guy does is basically towards growing his brand, his own. Brand. It is completely not anyone else's brand. His own no, brand. His more power to him. More power to him. Not shade. Just no, not thing. at all. But who did, but who, honestly, who did not see this? Who did not know this was his end game? <laughs> yeah, or 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 his uh, dawn of justice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, or, or his hierarchy change. Let's yes. Um, but until then, ladies and gentlemen, happy podcasting. Jub jub. <laughs>